Wow, that was on super speed. Welcome, everybody, to Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And, of course, I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And we have an absolutely stacked panel. Talent dripping left and right. It's going to be one hell of a show. And, of course, we have topics that I wrote up for, you know, everyone's entertainment. Hopefully, uh, you find one of the older games being remade in a new way interesting to you, of course, because, obviously, the gaming news has dried up a little bit. But, you know, of course, we still have to push the show forward. And these topics have been making headlines. So we're going to be talking about is Obsidian Entertainment making a new conquer interesting is, of course, Metal Gear Solid and Castlevania being shopped to other developers, potentially. And, of course, is there two Silent Hills being made at the same time? One by Sony's Japan Studios and the other by Bloober Team, makers of the outstanding The Medium? Well, stick around and you'll find out that answer shortly but let's get into the introductions and of course we have two special guests here now this gentleman you know him from breakfast at boom you know him with the best voice in podcasting and he does carry a chainsaw to him with him at work to make sure that those unruly customers stay six feet apart please welcome crispy bomb Oh, wow. I got a chainsaw now at work. Woo, let's go. Six yes. feet, baby. <laughs> Stay six feet. You hit that. Let's go. But yeah, no, great to be here. Uh, kind of kind of last minute status, but I always love being last minute because there's some fire topics we got to get into, and it's going to be a great show. Yeah, well, it's great to have you a part of today's uh, panel. In fact, it's always great to work with you because you always bring uh, great information as well as, you know, you know, being honest. Uh, and, and that's really what it comes down to. The community appreciates that. Next up, now we have a gentleman here who, in my opinion, has a show that I think that he needs to talk more about. We need to get more people sub to his channel. We got to get more people to check out his show with, of course, which is awesome. He works with his wife and several people that I work with weekly. Please welcome Fun Speculation. Hey, dude, welcome back to the show. And also, why don't you tell the fine folks, we've got over 100 people here, why they should sub your incredible Xbox weekly program on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Well, thanks for the huge shout out and thanks for asking me to be here at the last minute, dude. Once I, I saw that, I was like, heck yeah, uh, I am here. Uh, I've got nothing else to do, but now I got something amazing to do. And then when I found out Crispy Bomb was going to be here as well, it turned into an awesome thing. So here's one reason why. Hey, guys, Crispy Bomb is also going to be on the show uh, this Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Fun Speculation YouTube channel. The show we have is called Xbox Ultimate. We talk all things Xbox. It's a lot of fun. We keep things positive. Um, unless Xbox needs a little kick in the butt every once in a while, we got to give it to them when they when they deserve it. But of mostly course. positive yeah. uh, talk and just keeping it Xbox focused uh, with what I prefer to play on. So uh, you know, I have nothing against any other consoles as well. But if I prefer to play on something, that's what I'm going to be talking about. So that's what mm. I'm focusing the show on. Uh, we also started another podcast on Sundays. Uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern. It's called Fun Pop. We just had our first yeah, show. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I got notifications for that. Congratulations on the second Thanks, show. Man. 
Yeah, and uh, we uh, talk about movies, games, uh, TV shows, and lots of other fun stuff that's more than just gaming. So come check it out. If you like what you see, that's amazing. I, I love the support. If I don't want anybody to sub unless you actually enjoy it you know, and, and want to show up and hang out and all that kind of stuff, right? So if you, if you like what you see, uh, come hang out Friday nights or on Sunday afternoons. I appreciate it, guys. Well, thank you for being here, brother. And, of course, thank you for giving us the lowdown on what you guys got going on in your channel. And like I said, it's it's def- I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, one of the cool things, one of the, I think, the, the fun aspects of it, uh, no pun intended, is that his wife, Caitlin, is on the show with him on Friday evenings. And I think that is pretty dope. I got to be honest with you. The guy, you guys hang out and you have, uh, you know, obviously gaming in common, which is pretty, pretty cool. She is in the chat. So welcome Caitlin to the show. And of course, let's continue with the introductions. And next up, we have one of the loudest men in Canada. In fact, I heard him yelling why he (laughs) doesn't have any snow here in New Rochelle. Please welcome. (laughs) middle-aged gamer guy which almost yes. by the way oh my had god a, 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 a wardrobe malfunction live on the air <laughs> oh boy well let His me tell you something fell off oh geez well let me tell you something well first of all boom chat uh it's great to be here tonight uh fun speculation and of course crispy bomb who always seems to swoop in like batman it's fantastic and uh anyways guys uh, yes, I almost had a bit of a malfunction. I had my birthday party, Zoom birthday party on Friday night. And, of course, my brother thought it'd be hilarious to change my name. And I almost went live on the air with that name. Thank the Lord Boom caught that. But anyways, guys, we got a great show for you guys tonight. So let's get right into it. Oh, man. That, 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 listen, that was, this, that, that, that's what good hosts do. They make sure that oh. everyone looks their best. And I hope that I do that each and every time you <laughs> folks are on this show. <laughs> so thanks for being here. Next up, speaking of Batman, we have mm. several in the DC Universe. And we have our own Batman here tonight, the Cape Crusader, who just finished saving Gotham once again, also known as Connecticut. Please welcome cyber what's going on chat what's going on boom crispy mav glad to be here with you guys it's time for some primetime gaming podcast i'm ready to talk some gaming with you guys i was here early boom it's yes, crazy yeah, over here yeah, in the northeast yeah right now we got snow we got freezing rain everything's freezing <laughs> hey, it's crazy man so i was here early i'm glad to be here man it's been a crazy beginning of the year for me but uh yeah just you know i love being here on monday nights talking game with you guys well, thanks for being here, brother. Super appreciate it. And uh, yes, uh, you uh, you were here early, and uh, we're going to get to you uh, qu- quite often. I think we have a lot to talk about today, and it's going to be a great, great show. Next up, he is our brother all the way on the other side of the East Coast, known as the place where people go to potentially die. Please welcome <laughs> the Italian Clowns. Hey, what's going on, Bum? It's a pleasure being on here. And man, what a stacked panel tonight. We got Crispy with a chainsaw, and we got fun speculation with Xbox Ultimate stuff. Yeah, here what's we go. What's up, everybody? It's going to be great. <laughs> well, listen, obviously, when I say people go to there to die, I mean, we're also talking about, you know, you you have mafioso ties. So listen, I mean, you know, we, you never know what you're doing in Florida until you get there. But thanks for being here, clowns. So hopefully you have somehow 
uh, found a, a good piece of pizza. Uh, I, I don't know if you're going to find one. The water in Florida, not so good when it comes to making pizza. But hopefully one day we can get you back here in New York and I will treat you to uh, a slice or three. Uh, but oh, thanks for being here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, brother. Thanks so much for being here. And last and in no way least, uh, he is someone that has launched his Kickstarter for the Everborn saga. This is a man that has many opinions. He works harder than anyone I know, and he's looking to do something that he loves, and that is push his love for anime forward. Please welcome Everborn Saga. All right, all right, all right. I would just like to give a special shout out to the guy that was blocking my parking space uh, <laughs> and, and just decided to leave and not be in his car. So I had to park around the block. Fun time. But other than that, thank you uh, for having me here. Thank you, Boom. Thank you, Mag. Thank you, Clown. Thank you, Cybers. Thank you, Crispy Bomb. Fun speculation. I am ready to get into these topics. And the Kickstarter has not launched yet. It is launching in just under two weeks. Please go to everbornsaga.com and click that link at the top. It will take you right there and it'll, it'll allow you to, to sign up so you get notified when it's going to launch. We're trying to get to 100 watchers before we launch. Last time I checked, it was 99. So you could be the special 100. Please go, Everborn Saga, click that link and click the like button here before you, before you do anything else. Click the like button. We got 152 people in here. I see 64 likes. Let's just start early. Yeah, well, thank you so much for that, brother. Super appreciate it. So, folks, let's get right into the weeds, so to speak. For topic number one, I, I kind of want to talk about Konami. And they're going to be very relevant in most of the conversation for tonight because, quite frankly, three of their biggest IPs have been making news headlines since the begin middle of last week. And the first one I want to talk about is Konami may have licensed out Silent Hill to two different development houses, including one, which, of course, is Bloober Team, makers of the medium. Now, last week, Bloober Team, Bloober Team CEO Preet uh, Babino told GI Biz something that set the Internet ablaze. And here is what he had to say. I've, we've been working working for more than a year on another gaming project, another horror IP, and we're doing it this way from a, with a very famous gaming publisher, he said. I can't tell you who, I can't tell you what the project is, but I'm pretty sure when people realize what we're working on, they will be very excited. He also stated he believed it would cause quite a stir once it's officially revealed. Now, earlier this month, the YouTube channel, The Great Debate, published an hour-long video presenting evidence that this could, in fact, be the case, including comments from Silent Hill composer Akira Yamoka, claiming that he was working on a second project with Bloober Team, in addition to making music for the medium. Now, here is where we, again, get into the weeds of things, folks. Why I think there's something here. Late last year, many in the gaming media were reporting that Konami was pitching to what well, no, they had put out the feelers to have two different Silent Hills 
or two Silent Hill projects being worked on at the same time. Now, honestly, when I first read this, I found it to be a little hard to believe, potentially even highly unlikely. But this is where we start getting into things. And I, I kind of want to start turning some dials here because we know without a doubt that Japan Studios, which is obviously owned by Sony, is working on a Silent Hill. Now, whether that's Silent Hills, whether that's an actual reboot to the original, whether that's a remaster, I honestly, we don't know at this point. So it's safe to say that Sony, the PlayStation 5 more specifically, is going to get their own Silent Hill. Why I find this particular topic super, super interesting is because if Team is in fact working on a new Silent Hill. We know for a fact that they work exclusively, or at least have been working exclusively with Microsoft first. And for all we know, this could be a project that goes, Sony gets their own Silent Hill, Microsoft and Xbox gets their own, and that's the way it stays. Two different Silent Hills, both companies, both publishers and, and platforms getting their own version of Silent Hill. I absolutely love this idea. I think that not only is it amazing, what it's going to do for someone like myself and many people in the chat and many people on this panel who support multiple consoles, we're going to get potentially... Two different Silent Hill games, one being different from the other. And I think that is absolutely amazing. And we also have heard from Bloober Team that their next game is going to have more gunplay slash action. So obviously Silent Hill in the past has used weapons like Resident Evil, not to the same extent, but there were still weapons in the game. Let, let me go to the panel. I'll start with... um. um Fun speculation first. What what do you take with this story? I mean, obviously, you know, we don't... Listen, again, there's a lot of assuming going on here, Mav. I mean, we don't know that it's Silent Hill, but it it from the rumors that have been circling, it is. How cool would it be if both Microsoft and Sony got their own version of Silent Hill? So that would be really interesting. Uh if you that hasn't has that happened before with no, a gaming franchise no, or around never the same time never happened like so this is now like you said this is a, a lot of speculating right because we don't know but based on the um reports uh, lately that you you had just read right um we have a lot of smoke okay and when you have something that's supposed to send ripples or whatever through and, and cause a disturbance out there when, when, when it gets announced, you're thinking it's going to be something pretty pretty big, okay? Um, and Bloober Team has proven themselves, I think, um, through the years now, not just with the medium, but even before that. They've made consistent content, gotten uh, horror games released uh, frequently, um, people have made investments with them and they've paid off. And if you were to seek a studio for an, for your horror franchise and, and you have no faith in, in your teams anymore, right? With, with Konami, then you have to go outside 
right? Yes. You have to go outside, correct? Which is what we believe they are doing now uh, with with their IPs because their recent releases from themselves have have really not done that well when it comes to their top tier IPs. Okay, um, Metal Gear, the last one was uh, very poorly received. Um, so you look at Silent Hill, you say, we need a we need a studio we can trust, okay? That is a horror game studio. It makes sense. If you put up all the pieces, that it could be Bloober Team. Now, also, they have, Konami has this long-standing relationship with Sony. So they want to keep that alive as well. It, something like this makes sense to, ha to have this franchise go with two separate titles. Now... If you had two separate titles, it's going to be interesting to see how very how varying they are. Like different takes, different timelines, different stories all together, uh, different developers. It's going to be interesting. But with that, an IP like Silent Hill, you can do a lot of different things, right? Uh, so it would be pretty cool uh, to see that actually take place. To have a uh, massive IP like that have two titles come out roughly around the same time, I would imagine as well, if they're both been in development. Um, and I think it'd be cool to see. I think it'd be, if if the rumors are true and, and it is Bloober Team uh, working on a Silent Hill game and that's what they are working on, then that gets me even more excited because that's another next level step for them. Um, now, would this also involve some kind of acquisition that Xbox possibly would have had with Bloober team and you know that's been in the rumor mill as well right yep, so sure has, yeah. at that point you know that's also a Microsoft published game potentially uh, I mean okay it's Konami like I, I don't understand how all that's going to work you know so um, I guess the whatever contracts they would have previously would just go into fold um, with the acquisition but um, yeah, I think that's going to happen. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how all this plays out. Um, but th there's a lot of smoke to this fire. I think there's something there. No, and I absolutely agree. Crispy, let, let's bring you into the conversation for a second because, you know, uh, Mav actually says, uh, you know, a, a particular, you know, um, wording about where there's smoke, there's fire. And what's interesting is Konami is in the business of not they're not in the business of gaming anymore. They're in the business of taking their very, very valuable IPs and license, licensing them now. Right. And what's what's what has me perplexed, actually super stoked, to be honest with you, is uh, Mav actually said it. He asked the question, has this in gaming ever happened where two, a franchise had two different versions made for it at the same time? Now, listen, if there has, I I don't remember it. And, and you know what? I've been gaming for over 40 years. I've never seen anything like this. Not only would this be great for Microsoft and great for Sony, but it would be great for Konami because, again, they would be in the news of letting someone else make games for their using their IP, which I think is big. For you, do you want to see a Bluebird team made Silent Hill? I think it makes total sense. They have been making horror games for a while now. Uh, a lot of people don't even realize that they made Layers of Fear. One yep, and one two. and two, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, you know, even Blair Rich, although it didn't get the reception on Metacritic that a lot of people would think is, you know, oh, it's got to be a AAA title. I mean, this is 
this this studio has been kind of just chilling. They they've been almost you know the obsidians and other other gaming aspects back in the day like Double Fine, all these just just doing their thing. And one thing they've really showed is that they want to do horror games. Um, even the medium, like I haven't played it personally, but the reception, at least from people I respect, is that the game is 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 pretty darn good. It's not great, but we've had many games throughout our lifetimes that are not great, but some people love them, some people don't. I mean, that's where, uh, you know, it, you love a game or you don't love a game. I mean, it, it's pretty simple. So, you know, they can do a game like Silent Hill, definitely. Um, the thing is, is where I kind of go into the smoke and mirrors, like, well, even even Boom saying right now that, you know, the PlayStation's working on a title as well. Yes. I, 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 I are they going to be the same game? I mean, no, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be the same game. I, I, I mean, we've heard different things about what what Sony uh, wants to do, and uh, the way that uh, Bloober Team explains it is that w- the franchise that they're working on is a popular, very, very popular horror franchise. Now, granted, we are taking some liberties here because we don't have confirmation that it in fact is. Um, Silent Hill. For all I know, it could be Resident Evil. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't honestly know. Alone but in I the dark. Yeah, it could be Alone in the Dark too. But again, that's that's a that's a that's an IP that 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 I mean, it, it's not the most popular IP. Let's just say that. Well, I, I will I will say this. Um, a lot of people are forgetting that fear is still out there. Yes. Oh, oh my, my gosh, god, crispy. that would be so amazing. And and. I mean, you don't. I mean, if if Sony's working on Silent Hill and they want it to be a an exclusive IP, which Sony's known for. I mean, we we all understand that. Like, Sony will get timed exclusive. They they are pushing the exclusive part of it. Um, Xbox. That's kind of why Bloober Team kind of gravitated to Xbox because. They, they're not all about that life. And actually, they probably funded, you know, especially Blair Witch was funded, but it, it released on all consoles. So, you know, Layers, Layers of Fear 2 came out not long before that. Um, little crazy that they have enough devs to be able to do stuff like that. Um, I, I just don't know. I, I feel like if if Konami wants to make as much money as possible, Silent Hill on the PlayStation side, it might not be even close. It, it might not be called Silent Hill at all. It might be it might be something totally different. It could it could it could very well be. All, all I know is that this this has uh, it's it set the internet ablaze, and obviously you know I figured it would be worthy of a conversation. Uh, I, I know. I, again, I, I still think that Bloober Team is 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 a developer that Microsoft absolutely one thousand percent needs to add to XGS. I, I I don't understand why they haven't. Uh, I mean, unless that's a studio choice, but I think that they could do so great if Microsoft was able to acquire them and they joined the team simply because if they had funding. I mean, yes. that's, that's what it comes down to. I mean. 
they need real funding. I mean, <clears throat> medium is, is is scratching at the chalkboard. It's like it's like eh, it hurts a little, but at the same time, I like it. You know, and 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 that's what I feel like. Most of the reception of people that I respect, as like I say, there's there's some people that are going to throw shade at something because it's just on Xbox. But the point is, is is it good game? Does it does it you know contribute to the gaming you know ecosystem that we all love? And I think it does. So you know, who am I to say that you know if PlayStation makes something different? But there's a lot of, you know, horror IPs that haven't been touched in a long time. And they could be, you know, Bloober could be t- talking about something else. And we, we might be assuming it's Silent Hill. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Can, I, can, I, can I jump in for a second? Yeah, your, your yeah. mic does not sound good, dude. It sounds like you're in an uh, echo drone. Okay. Well, how about now? Is yeah, it better? Be, be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what, what um, I... I don't think that Microsoft or really anybody would want the optics of a Sony produced game next to what uh, a, a Bloober produced game. And this is no shade against Blue, Bloober team. I love them. I'm playing the medium as we speak and I love it. But we know the kind of sort of, we know the kind of game Sony would probably make it right? The, the, that movie style of a game. And I, uh, unless you separated the projects, maybe one is 2023, the other is 2024 or 2022. But I, 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 it's not as simple to throw money at a team and then it automatically sort of can produce AAA content, right? It takes time. They have to staff up. They have to, you know, because um, you know, when you bring on new talent, it takes, you know, six months to a year just to get them acclimated to the way you do things, right? So if they're gonna staff up, and, and we, we, we see this now with a lot of the studios that Microsoft pur- purchased before, um, before the Bethesda acquisition, right? It takes, even though they are staffing up, it, it's gonna take time. And I don't know if Bloober team in the state it's in today is ready to handle something, um, an IP. I, I mean, maybe maybe um, Silent Hill is not what it once was, but I, I don't know if Bloober team is ready for that. I think they're making huge strides and every game they do is getting better and better. And I do agree that they've delivered, I'm, I'm sure whoever, uh, whatever publishers have worked with them are very happy with the results and 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 Microsoft probably should uh, purchase them if that is an option. I just don't know that you'd wanna put uh, a, a Bloober produced or Bloober developed Silent Hill up against uh, 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 one of Sony's sort of formula games. I mean, and you and you and you make po- you make good points. They've been working on this apparently for a year, though. This isn't just an announced thing. They've been hard at work while they were doing the medium. So again, I don't know if uh, if they but, got more people that joined the team or they got more funding, but they've been at this for a year. But if they've been at it for a year, we know that even if they got funding for it, their team isn't huge it's like a hundred people right that's 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 a that's not it's not okay that's not an insignificant number again and i don't want this to sound like i'm bashing bloober i i love them and i think that they are going to be a force 
to be reckoned with. And I, I and I think they're they're cementing themselves as the number one horror developers in the entire industry. So I I don't I don't want my words to be taken you know by anyone as any sort of a shade. I'm just saying I think Sony's gonna you know do their over the shoulder third person thing to it, and that's all people are gonna see. Um, versus putting out a game produced by uh, uh, Bloober at, at the same time. I mean, listen, you make you make a lot of good points, but again, I, I I just I think that it would be pretty fantastic. And again, this this is me thinking pie in the sky that you could potentially have a Silent Hill IP done from two different perspectives on two different platforms. I absolutely, I, I, I love that idea. I just wish maybe it was one of Bethesda's studios doing doing it on the Microsoft side, if that's what it turned out to be. But I the the. I I would love to see that not even just with Silent Hill but with with a lot of different IPs just to see different people's take on it. This kind, we're kind of getting that now with Star Wars, right? So there's all these different publishers uh, making different kinds of Star Wars games. So I'd love to see that happen with with Silent Hill. Yeah, I mean, and again, only time is going to tell. I mean, right now it's kind of, it, it is a little smoky and mirror, a, a mirror-ish, if you will. Um, so we'll have to we'll have to see what the what the what the final announcement comes from Bloober because obviously they're they're being a, 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 a very secretive, if you will. So we'll we'll, we'll find out. Cybernox, let's, let's get your opinion on the cyber, uh, the idea or the ideology of two different Silent Hills from two different teams. For me, anyway, excites me. I like what Bloober did in a lot of their games. I think that they every game that they release, it they up the ante, and I think that people really need to try the medium. Again, it's not a Resident Evil uh, type of survival horror. It, mm-hmm. It's it's more where you're 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 like a psychic detective. So if you yeah. if you're looking for Resident Evil two or three remake, you're not going to get it. And that's fine because it does it it it's, it succeeds on its own merits. And I'm playing through it right now. I'm right at the end, and I, I've absolutely loved it. What about what, what, what? I mean, if it's not Silent Hill, who is Bloober Team talking about? Yeah, man. And if you just look a few years back, they started off with a psychological horror, let's say, with Layers of Fear. You know, yep. back in I think 2016, and then it came Observer, then Layers of Fear two, and I think. Blair Witch was next, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So progressively, each game that they've, you know, adapted the psychological mm-hmm. horror that they like to implement in their games has gotten significantly better and better, kind of like what Everborn uh, alluded to. But I do understand his concern, but I kind of like the idea. But my, I, I kind of like the idea of we getting two different, you know, um, uh, takes on the Silent Hill universe. And if, if, if kind of like... It, Kind of like what you just mentioned, if the conversation was brought up maybe a year or two ago when they were, you know, already working in the medium, maybe the medium was a testament to like, hey, we can take on a silent hill. Because if you yeah. play the medium, it's got very silent hillish vibes. It's got it absolutely old does. school Resident Evil. You know, they mix a lot of they pretty much put all these, you know, games and and included a little bit of everything in the medium it's really well done so i i would see man they they've 
Blair Witch to me, I haven't gone back to it, but when I first tried it, I was just like, oh man, this game had a lot of potential. I I, I didn't go back to it, but it it was um it, it was hurting a little bit because of some technical issues that was going on with it at a time. Frame rate was a little iffy, but I never went back. I think they went went ahead and fixed it. But some people that did finish the game that I'm close to, they said, you know what? By the end, they really enjoyed that experience. You know, it was it, it felt. <clears throat> felt really uh they they enjoyed it so then the medium comes along and i'm playing the medium right now as well um and i'm really digging it man yeah it, me it too. looks it, it looks good and you know what like the the fixed camera i, I gotta say I, it, it like it's growing on me yeah the way and i've mentioned here on the podcast before too the way like they they control literally literally they control what you see what's going on in that world and and you know the perspective that they want you to see like you have no oh man it works out and that was you know essentially if they were to be making a, a silent uh, Silent Hill game, I, I'd be up for it, man. I'd be excited because especially if they grab a, a big IP like that, it's going to give them more confidence. Yes. Um, it's going to go ahead and potentially give them a bigger budget. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. And hopefully we'll get some news on it soon. Yeah, and I agree. I, 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 again, again, we don't know what's going to happen, right? Right now, it's a lot. It's a lot of speculation, and uh, I am excited at the potential for sure. Oh, um, yeah. Like I said, I, I, I kind of know what we're going to get from Sony's Japan Studios. They are a very talented group of developers over there, and I'm sure that if they decide to go back and and do Silent Hills. Like it was originally, mm-hmm. uh, like PT was, you know, the 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 test model for it. Uh, you know, if we get a first person, um, Silent Hill, I don't think a lot of people are going to dig that. I mean, like I'm going to play because I said it's the same thing about Resident Evil Seven. When I first heard it was going to be first person, I, I I'm not going to lie, I, I kind of threw my hands up because after because you know, got to remember coming off six, I was like, man, Capcom, what are you doing? Then I played it and I was like, "Yo, this is <laughs> ridiculous!" It was my game of the year. So, boom! Did you play the demo for for eight for Village? Yes, I beat it like six times. I, <laughs> yeah, that, that's I played not- it and then played it in front of the girls because uh, they, they like the the horror movie kind of vibe. I, I'm I'm digging it, man. I'm I'm yeah, I'm, me, I'm me very too. excited I, for that. So, so I didn't was- play seven. That was my first. First person Resident Evil. You de- you got to play seven for sure. Uh, let, let let's get um let's get Mag in on the conversation. Mag, look here's the thing. Yes, sir. I didn't bring this up originally, and now I've excited myself even more because we know that Sony was really intent on doing Silent Hills. We don't know if Del Turmo is going to be a part of this this new Silent Hills. We don't know if um. Uh, Daryl from The Walking Dead is going to be a part of it. They, that they're going to revisit what they had planned. We don't know, right? We don't know if Kojima is even going to get involved in the conversation. We don't know. We know that Japan Studio supposedly has the IP and they're currently working on it. Again, complete rumor. But if they decide to go the route of first person, how awesome would it be? for Bloober team to potentially, and again, folks, this is my pie-in-the-sky wish here, that they remake the original in third person 
I mean, holy shit. Two different perspectives, two different Silent Hill games telling two different Silent Hill stories. Potentially at the same time, where do I buy both collector's edition is what I want to know. But I want to know what your thoughts are. Okay, I got a spider web of thoughts. Just well, go crazy because this is a conversational podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time, guys, because it, it's been slow news for uh, since the, the, the release of the new console. So I finally got something I want to talk about. First of all, I got to tell you, this is a really bizarre concept. And the reason why I'm calling it bizarre is that if you're going to have two different companies, two different uh, dev teams making two different Silent Hill games, there is something that uh, Everborn kind of touched on a little bit there. This is something that I wanted to say. It is going to be impossible for those for the, for the general public to be able to differentiate or to separate the two, saying, well, there's this one and there's this one. There's going to be non-stop comparisons, and I think it's going to cause a lot of problems out there and a lot of mixed messaging. I That's what I'm thinking. Okay, I'm not saying that I'm not excited about it. I'd love two Silent Hill games. Give it to me. Give me one in third person. Give me one in first person. I don't care. Because I love Silent Hill, and it's been far too long. Now, that being said, I have a feeling that a lot of people are going to use it as banter for whatever stupid console, whatever wars they want to do. And they're going to be like, our version's better. Your version's not as good. Our version's better. Yours is not as good. I just see it being a kind of messy. You know what I mean? That's, that, that's just what I'm kind of picturing, because you know how people are. They get ridiculous. Now, let's get down to the, to the, the, the nitty-gritty here. So now you got Bloober. Okay, they have their games have the the DNA and the guts, the core elements of Silent Hill. We've played the medium. Okay, we've played some of their other games. I played them all, uh, to be quite honest. I finished the medium about three weeks ago. And it's got and I, I think I mentioned it on this podcast, actually, we were talking about it. And I said, it basically almost feels like Silent Hill minus some wep- minus weapons. Right. Because even even down to the detail of having that flashlight on your chest, you remember of the first res- uh, the first uh, Resident Evil, the first Silent Hill, he had the little flashlight on his chest. Yeah. Right. And that was terrifying trying to go in those areas with all the fog and all the stuff. And you couldn't see what was going on. <laughs> remember that? It was terrifying. Yeah. Now, the other thing that they're good at, they got they got going for them is Bloober clearly has some good writing chops. OK, yes. they yes. know they're a, they have outstanding adult themed extremely mature disturbing content which is right up silent hills alley so that's perfect so but now let's move on to another little thought that i'm having here who's making the other one you know and let's just say for argument's sake that bloober is making it who's making this other one why now i got a couple of questions okay i'm just throwing these out throwing them on the wall see what sticks here why did the kojima guillermo del toro project fall apart you know, well, because they, they, that, well, I think it fell apart because of what happened with Konami. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. That, that that is initially what happened. Okay, so like, th- th- doesn't this come across as a little bizarre, like a little strange? All of a sudden, you got the Kojima Guillermo del Toro one fall apart, and now they're whoring off the the you know the uh, the, the the IP to like whoever to a couple of other teams. I find it a little strange. Now, my next question. I'm uh, sorry, guys. Whole lot of questions tonight because I'm I'm, I'm a, I need to I need to figure this all out. Microsoft has been a key part of Bloober. We yes. know this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do they fit into this conversation? These are not questions I expect to get answered. These are just food for thought for the chat, for us, okay, and for anybody who's listening to the show later on. Where does Microsoft fit into this uh, equation? And now the other thing is, I go back to, I'm going to go back to Everborn again because he stole the words right out of my mouth, is that Bloober 
in my opinion, I'm sorry. I hope I don't offend anybody, but I really don't think that they can pull off a triple A title without help. They've got the people. They've got the talent. They have the skill to do it. They don't have the money to do it. And they clearly need the money because Microsoft keeps helping them out with these titles. And they still are just slightly under par. Of but what, what if they were in the process of being purchased? Then that's a whole different ball. You know game. what I'm it's saying? Like, like what, what if, cause we, we have heard, listen, folks, if you listen to any of my podcasts, you know that I report on pretty much anything that's relevant. Uh, com- that when we're talking about Microsoft, I mean, I, I try to cover Sony and Nintendo, but my, you know, obviously where I sleep at night is at Microsoft's crib, right? So that is where I, I focus, because when you do four shows, folks, you know, you got to do a lot of reading. You only have two set of eyes, you know, four if you wear glasses like me, right? So what if, you know, we heard last year that they were in Poland shopping for developers, right? right. We've been hearing about the Dying Light guys being bought up, and that's why Dying Light 2 was delayed. Oh. And it's going to be announced as an exclusive for the Xbox, and and uh, and that team has joined XGS. We also heard People Can Fly was possibly coming and joining the team. But right. Bloober, Bloober is a, 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 a not only are they proven, but they 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 have the ability, like you said, to tell a great story. But more importantly, horror. A horror developer in your banter of of the conversation Mm -hmm. is something that they don't have. And and why should they have to go for second party and third party when they can get a team like Bloober? And what if they were able to secure secretly... Hey, listen, we can get you to Silent Hill. Do you guys want to work on it? The guy falls off his chair. Holy shit, yes. And right. they've been working on it for a year with Microsoft funding. Right. I mean, now, again, it's speculative for sure, but what if? But, right. So, but boom. So, sorry, Mag. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Or, or to you, this question's to everybody, really. When did Microsoft purchase Ninja Theory and Obsidian? That was 2018. 2018. Yes. And they've been staffing up. What have we seen from from Ninja Theory um, since the Microsoft purchase? Uh, I mean, like what? I mean, like what? What have they been working on? I mean, yeah, what, no. What have they released? The only oh, stuff they had already been previously working on, which was right. Bleeding Edge. Bleeding Edge. Um, that's it. So but that and, was that was already in the works before the acquisition, and and that's and, also a little pet project as well. And yeah. So and my point is. You know they were a small team, and they're 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 they've staffed up. They're they're building out their studio. I'm just saying that takes time. And if 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 Bluebird is gonna take on, doesn't have to be Silent Hill. Any any sort of large AAA thing, I think we don't see that till 2022, 2023, 2024, or or beyond, right? Because right. just just because they could have all the money in the world, you have to acclim- find and acclimate the talent. Like, look at the initiative. We, we, you know, we finally got a trailer for um, Perfect Dark, and we still don't. Ha- we have no idea when that's coming, right? Yeah. So, and and that that's the thing. I think Bloober's going to be a force to be reckoned with, just not yet. 
Okay, so, I mean, listen. Can I chime in real quick? Yeah, yeah please yeah. jump in there. Absolutely. So, just to go back to the Ninja Theory thing, though, right? Like, what they did with Hellblade was such a small team. You don't necessarily have to have a huge, massive That's a fact. team to That's be able fact. to make a quality, super high-end product like Ninja Theory did with Hellblade. Now, I'm not saying that Bluebird team is Ninja Theory. I think they have a lot to grow to actually be as talented as them, mainly because of some of the tech that Ninja Theory has with the um, facial captures and all, and all that stuff that they do, right? But the yeah, Blooper team has, has proven no themselves. Skills. <laughs> what 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 all that? What all they got? I don't understand the tech <laughs> stuff. But what like when I played Hellblade, it it comes across to me as a AAA experience. Yes, right. That was made by twenty so, people, by the so way. So what is AAA? Right yeah. that, now. A horror game and maybe doesn't take as much to be able to make into something because it's more of an isolated um, experience. You know, you're not, you, well, you're not making the Division you Three or you know a huge, massive online multiplayer game. That's you know you're making a an isolated experience, right? So, okay, but can I ask you a question quickly? Yeah. Now, if you were to make Silent Hill, now think about this. Now, maybe for the new gamers out there okay uh it's not such a big name but it's a huge name for us old school cats who played the old ones and then right up until the pt now you remember the pt when it came out on the playstation 4 there was a lot of hype behind it and it was starting to grow it wasn't just because two names were attached people really enjoyed it now here's the thing with a name of that size an ip with that kind of a gravity behind it and weight behind it they if they released it in the same in the same style, like a, the same quality as the medium, I don't think that would cut it. I don't. I really don't believe that would cut it. Now, now yeah, I, I understand what the, you're saying, but I don't agree. I like like for me, Resident Evil Eight is gonna be the bar. You know what I'm saying? Like when that comes out yeah. in the spring, that's the bar, folks. Let's face it. And if and, you put and, anything and, under that bar, it ain't gonna cut it. And you're you not gonna you have can't Silent necessarily Hill compare forward. what they may do at, with Bloober with Silent Hill with what Capcom does with Resident Evil. Even even though they're too uh, back nice in the day that the, 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 you know what I'm well, saying? Well, it's it's I'm, horror games, but they can be completely separate, different type of experiences. We don't. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be that for me, right? Like it no, can no, be no, absolutely something not. Else, I mean, you know. Um, but if you remember, like way back when, Resident Evil and Silent Hill were neck and neck. Yeah, a hundred percent. I remember, so, I played those games day one when they came right. out. I love I loved them. But Silent Hill has been by the wayside for a long time. Yeah, and yeah. right. I, think, I have yeah. a feeling think, it won't come uh, back if it doesn't if it doesn't clear yeah. that Resident Evil. Bar. I think it needs to separate itself from Resident Evil and and be something uh, different and unique. And uh, Blooper Team brings something to the table that is unique and with their story storytelling that could be a different experience than you're going to get from Capcom and Resident Evil. More of a uh, tighter, close-knit experience. They make experiences, not necessarily just games, right? And as Silent yeah. Hill, back in the day, just like Resident Evil was back in that day, mm -hmm. was more of an experience. It was slow. You you were always on the edge of your but seat. didn't know what was going to happen. It was about puzzles. It wasn't about action. Right. Resident Evil has turned into an action game. Yeah, yeah, but Silent Hill doesn't necessarily have quality. Silent Hill doesn't have, necessarily have to go down that route. No, no, yeah, no. Let no, me no. just That's add one I mean. thing. I I think that um, with if Silent Hill comes back, 
kind of like what Mag is alluding to, which I, I'm all for blooper team taking a shot at it, but it needs to have that impact. It's got to have that comeback story, kind of like Re Resident Evil 2 Remake did. Whenever people played Resident Evil 2, the remake, it rejuvenated the franchise. It was just like, oh, man, we are ready. I think that's where the hype came from for Village as well. They saw the potential with Resident Evil 2. They saw how they were able to remake, modernize the game. And now if Silent Hill comes back, it's been such a long time that we haven't had a Silent Hill game that this one has to come. You know, if it if it is coming out, it has to have an impact right off the bat. Right. You know, I mean, and, and, and that's the thing, Cyber. I, I agree with you. And Silent Hill has something to prove at this at this point in time. Right. It cannot just be. Uh, a serviceable game. It can't just no, be, uh, yeah, that was good. They have to release something that shuts everybody the hell up, right? And just You're because kidding. of that's where the, the franchise is now. Or, right. or again, the inevitable, the inevitable um, uh, correlation is going to be with Resident Evil because it's coming this year. That's going to be the next closest big time horror title, and they're going to say, "Okay, here's Silent Hill," but is it is it as good as Resident Evil? I'm not saying it has to be the same game. It doesn't have to be the same style, not the same narrative, right. not the same action or uh, gameplay loop. I'm just saying it has to be the same quality, and because right. just like you guys are saying, it's coming out from a dormant state. It's got to hit the ground running. And I'm saying, all I'm trying to say is that Resident Evil 8 is going to be that bar. And you know it's going to be quality. I played the demo about four or five times already, too. It's a very short one. But it's fantastic. So, like, if Resident, if, if Silent Hill can match that, then you've got a new uh, competition moving forward. If they cannot match that, just like everyone's saying, well, that was all right, it'll be forgotten, and you won't get a sequel. Yeah, it's I mean, not, I, again, it starts. It's it's the what, same what we, reason Halo has to hit in yep. November, right? It's been gone too long. They do not have any room for uh, a just okay Halo. And when you've been gone that long, fair or unfair, that's just the the, the nature of the beast. Yeah, I, I think most kids that are going to be playing this game uh, don't even know what Silent Hill is. Yes, oh, I 1, agree. percent. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're starting from scratch with the, with a new take and a new identity on a franchise. It, I, to me, it's actually less pressure. Well, um, I mean, look I, I, again. This 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 conversation is 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 great. Everyone had amazing points. We do have to get clowns in on the conversation. But clowns, before I do, I got to catch up with some of these super chats. We even have a new channel member. First of all, Crazy Horse drops the first and very generous super chat of the evening for five dollars and says boom and panel what's your thoughts about drew murray rejoining insomniac games after leaving the initiative now here's the thing because we have such a packed panel because we have such a packed uh lineup uh what i want to do is give me an opportunity to ingest what happened. I saw this pop, pop up today. I wrote, uh, drew a personal message of, of encouragement because I think that what he's doing is for, uh, uh, for, for good for him. Uh, we, we know that he left the initiative because of family reasons. If you didn't know, his brother passed away. And it, he took it very hard for obvious reasons. Now he's back. 
at Insomniac Games, potentially there to help push forward the the Resistance Fall of Man reboot. Uh, at least that's what we're, we're thinking. Uh, Big Cloud and I are on the same page about that. I want to cover this, but I don't want to do it on an off because I have a lot to say. So what we're going to do is this particular topic is going to be brought to the first uh, is going to be the first topic of the day on Thursday's Xbox Factor podcast. So if you can just hold out, you'll hear my opinion, but I really want to get the opinion of the five other dudes that are on that panel and and get their take on it because I have a, I have I actually have a lot to say on it and it's not what you think. I I I applaud Drew Murray for you know for coming out and saying yeah hey, I'm going to work for Insomniac where he originally started and you know what it's his choice maybe sitting home thinking about his brother's passing is too much for him maybe he's someone that has to have who piles himself up with work when he's stressed I, I don't know him I don't I, I don't know but all I'm saying is that I, I'm going to have a lot to say so yeah tune in Thursday for the new episode of the Xbox Factor podcast and we will definitely um, answer that question brother but thank you so much first of all we have another we have actually two channel members today Paul Grant you're a new channel member first of all Paul thank you for the generosity I, I, I'm really glad that you are uh, that you joined the channel I hope that you enjoy the content enough that you feel that your subscription is worthy of it and I definitely appreciate it uh michael and i got his name right the last time i think it's chirichillo and if i messed it up again dude i apologize michael i i i'm i i I remember you joined once before and you had to back out and for some reason if i got it wrong i apologize michael thank you so much for becoming a channel member we have a couple of super chats that popped in let me just read those real quick and we'll get to them um, we have one from Jonathan Lopez. First of all, Jonathan, thank you for the generosity of $10. He says this, hi, boom, first time live listener. I just want to tell you that you're one of my favorite podcasters. Dude, that is worth a million dollars. Hearing that is more than the, than you could possibly imagine. Uh, you get a lot of messages. Some of them are not nice. But when you hear stuff like that, dude, it really does make doing the work uh, worthy. And thank you so much. He also continues with, uh, keep up the great work. Also, guys, hit the like button. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much, brother. Super appreciate that. And thank you for your generosity. Uh, Michael K- uh, Kulik, uh drops an outstanding $5 super chat. Uh, Michael, thank you for being here, brother. And thank you for the generosity. He says, imagine if Microsoft pulls off another Houdini and buys CD Projekt Red and the rumors of Bloober just have been a decoy to throw one off. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think it would be CD Projekt Red. Me, my money. And I don't have any money like Microsoft, of course, because I wouldn't be doing this. I would have my own Tech studio. Land. And um, I, I, yeah, you know, Techland is a good one, and I think there's a couple of studios coming. But my, my, my money, because we have heard the words, and this is Bethesda level acquisition. Me personally, where I'm banking the 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 the, the million dollars that I don't have on, is that they're going to buy Steam. I think that they buy. Huh? Yeah, I think they're going to buy Steam. I think if you if you look at, I, I think what I, th- I think it's when you think PC about what they could, what they could do with the with the with the potential purchase of Steam, and we and we know the owner's looking to get out. He wants to retire, right? He wants to get out of the business, and he Big wants. Gabe. To, yeah, Gabe wants to get out of the business. He wants to retire. And I think that Microsoft, their big purchase is going to be Steam and Valve. And the reason why they want to do that is because Xbox is PC, PC is Xbox. And if you can have all of that money coming in from the Steam sales, 
it would the, be ridiculous. The only Damn. thing, though, they'd have you to just be dropped very... a bomb, boom. I, yeah, <laughs> for real. I'm over here trying to process what Boom just said. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Listen, I, I didn't mean to derail the uh, the whole podcast with what I just said, but I, I that that's that's my personal thoughts on it. I think Gabe Newell. We know that he wants to retire. He's been he's been very critical of Microsoft, but in recent years he has now you know worked with them. We know that Phil Spencer and him were in that that Zoom cast together along with uh, Jeff Keeley uh, at the end. I think it was at the beginning of this year. And I and I think I I think again I have no sources on this, folks. So please do not run to the papers and say Boom said Gabe Newell is selling Steam to Xbox. I I to Microsoft. I, do I think it's going to happen? Yes. I think that that is the Bethesda level acquisition that's coming. Unless it's Capcom. Let me, let me, let me ask you just turned my brain into a pretzel, Boom. You heard it here first. Boom says it's going to happen. Boom. And I'm, oh, I'm, stop. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> so there's a few things there, right? And I, I, I had the same thought that maybe a couple of weeks back. I, I, I tweeted it, right? Like, the key for something like that to work is that Microsoft would have to keep Steam as open as it is today. It, it, they would. They would not change it, anything, and, and I think and that I, would be that would be the stipulation. Because if you don't know, if you don't know some of the uh, the minutia of the Minecraft deal, the reason why um, what was the owner's name? Um, the, re- the the reason why he sold. Minecraft to Microsoft. One of the stipulations in that contract was that they were not allowed to make it exclusive to Xbox and to leave things the way they were. Mo Yang is it has remained exactly the same. So I can guarantee you that Gabe wants his baby to obviously not fall by the wayside and be closed like uh you know like some things that you know we've seen Google do and Amazon and even Microsoft themselves do I think it would remain an open platform the right. way it is and it would just be Microsoft's literal cash cow on no, top they, of what they're making they would own the PC market they would absolutely own the PC market it, yes it, it, it would be it, like it would be over that's like a 20 billion dollar deal <laughs> yeah, like, 20, oh, you guys know what else that would mean though Half-Life 3 would be exclusive to Xbox and on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. I, I like what you're going to do. Like Half-Life 3, potentially. Who, who and Uber's making it. it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Boom's like, no, I didn't try to go down this rabbit hole. Please stop. I'm just, I, you know, I just threw it out there. I didn't know there was going to be such a conundrum about it. But okay, listen. It, <laughs> it, it would mean Microsoft or Xbox also had its own VR headset. I'm just yeah, saying. it would. It would oh, be. H- yeah, yeah. yeah. The vibe. There, there's there, there's a lot. There's a lot that could go into this. And like I said, I mean, again, if you guys want to revisit this, we can. We we I can write an original topic and we can cover it next week on on how big of a deal this would be. But Psychonauts Eight drops an outstanding. Two dollars super chat and says, "What's everyone? What's up, everybody in the panel and chat? Well, what's up, Psychonauts? Thank you for your generosity." And man, I, you know what? I, if I missed a super chat, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up my YouTube channel and I'll look there. But I want to get uh, Clowns' uh, opinion on this. Look, uh, everyone had Clowns. This has been an incredible opening topic. I mean, we're almost an hour into the show and we just hit topic one. And of course, I threw a monkey wrench into it by saying that Microsoft <laughs> was gonna buy Valve. I mean, I mean, sorry about that, folks, but I still think it's gonna happen. Clowns for you, the idea. 
And I and again, I did not even have it in my show notes, and I didn't put one and one together. So people started dropping some really in, in, incredible uh, points. Is we know that Sony was hell bent on doing a Silent Hill exclusive, right? And we know that uh, Sony just rumor is Sony Japan Studios is the one that's going to do it. If that's the case, we can expect movie like quality, no doubt. Are they going to go first person? Probably. But what if Bloober Team, again, total speculation here. I still think they're going to be announced as being a part of, Phil's going to get updated, he's going to, he's going to, and he's going to name three to five of them. Whenever he's going to do this, it's going to be just like E3 2018. I want to, I want to uh, you know, make the announcement that these five studios have joined XGS, and it's going to be boom, 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 and it's going to be 2018 all over again. That's my theory. What if Bloober Team is one of them, and what if... They are working on their own version of Silent Hill with Microsoft money. Could we get their best product yet? First off, I want to say that if the Bloober team did a Silent Hill, you bet it's going to be great because look what they did with the medium. So we would expect something. The medium, to me, was quality. It was unique. Fantastic. It was was different. It, it was so new compared to other styles of games, especially like the split world kind of feel. So if they got a hold of Silent Hill, I can only imagine how much fun that game's going to be. And I'm not a Silent Hill fan, but you bet if if Bloober Team made it, I will be playing it. Okay, there is no doubt. And uh, boom, I would just want to real quick. I you know I didn't get to say anything on the Steam thing, but I want to say something. Sure. So. For the past year, I've actually been saying that Microsoft should buy Steam. And not only for the reasons that the panel has pointed out already, but there's one big thing that everybody has kind of missed here. They could incorporate Steam into Xbox Game Pass yes, and xCloud. they certainly could. Like Steam has their own version of a cloud-based service that you could stream to your TV. Yep. Imagine how much better it would be behind xbox and microsoft that would, would be, be the biggest deal in gaming history and and, and we were and september i think it was 21st we thought that, that was the bethesda one yeah i'll tell you what though I, the only thing i don't think they w- should do is have the steam store available on xbox no it wouldn't it wouldn't it would stay it would what what, what would happen what, what would happen to steam is steam would get its own version of xbox game pass yeah. And you and you and and you would have people that loves to go. Listen, Steam has a community unlike anything we've ever seen. They're loyal to the point where they will buy games on for full price. But would if they... you but if you somehow incorporated the, the 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 amount of gamers that are on Steam and you added Xbox Game Pass into that, my God! Remember that? Remember the, that that Phil Spencer specifically said a couple of years ago. Their goal or his goal at Xbox was to reach the three billion gamers that are currently on the planet. Just, to, I mean, they're, they're gonna That's how do, you do it. They're gonna do it with XCloud in its current format, meaning that they're already succeeding in regions that they failed. Right? They've they're succeeding in Japan. They're succeeding in Korea. Two 
two locations, two regions that are not console-based anymore. 10, 15, 20 years ago, yes, it was the rage, but now everyone plays in mobile. They're playing on their tablets. They're playing on their, their handhelds. They're playing on in, the, in their handheld cafes. So Microsoft is gaining grounds that way, but if you incorporate now that they own Steam, my God! Oh, that's what I mean. That that's a that's a drop the mic and and just whip it out. That that's what kind of a moment so, that. So is. would that mean you'd be able to potentially access your Steam library via the cloud on Xbox? Man, it it would be it would mean you know what? That's a great that's a great <sighs> question. But my God, it would be something else. But again, what what a way to open up the show. One hour gone. We talked about Silent Hill potentially coming by two different comp- two, two different developers and of course, boom, somehow dropped the bomb. Just and I did it so nonchalant. Like, oh, you know, this is my my take. Expected no one to say anything. What a fool I was. But real quick, Michael Cullick dropped a $5 super chat first before the the second one I read. Thank you Michael for your generosity. He says Bloober definitely needs to prove themselves a bit more before taking on a big ip like that and again i i just i really look if they have 100 people there if they had the money man i think that we could get something really special because remember that you know they, they have been working closely with microsoft to publish and to put in game pass and if they if they became a first party man my god i think that would be something really special but i do want to move on to topic number two. Now, before we get to whether or not Castlevania and um, uh, oh my God, let me let me pull up my notes here. I'm sorry. Uh, now, you know what? Let, 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 let's Metal keep. Gear. Yeah, let, let's keep it Metal with Gear. this because I want to keep uh, Konami in, in in the conversation. Now, according to Video Game Chronicles, a source that is close to the situation claims that Konami is looking to have not only Castlevania, but Metal Gear Solid games developed. Now, I'm going to tell you this right now, and I've been talking about this. I talked about it on Breakfast at Boom. I've talked about this on numerous podcasts. Metal Gear Solid, the original PS1 game, is already uh, being made uh, by uh, by, um, Bluepoint. Bluepoint, I believe, already has it. They've been working on it. I, 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 I had this last year and maybe even before then and i never i never dropped the knowledge because you never know what some of the sources i have only a few and the one that i got this from was if was a bit of a 50 50 then i started talking with big cloud and i'm talking with mr bad bit and they have their own sources we all agree that uh blue point is in fact doing a metal gear solid remake that is pretty much going to be a sony exclusive you can be you can pretty much lock that in whereas castlevania we have been hearing that is going to be not your traditional castlevania more like a souls like game built with the castlevania uh, belmonts in, uh, in mind i don't know if i dig that because eh, I, i'm not a I, I like the souls games i'm terrible at them i kind of want a traditional um castlevania but the question that i have uh, for the panel, and of course the chat. You know, these are two very, very long in the tooth franchises, and I don't mean that in the bad way. Uh, unfortunately, the last Metal Gear that we remember was Metal Gear Survive, and it was horrendous. Um, the last Castlevania wasn't bad, but it wasn't Symphony of the Night. 
So my question to the panel, and then we'll get to the Conquer one on the back end of, of, of the show, is does gaming have a place in 2021 for a new Castlevania and potentially a new Metal Gear Solid? And I'm going to start with Clowns. You know, you, you like myself, like older games. I like old IPs coming back in big ways. Metal Gear Solid, for me, Clowns, is in my top five games of 40-plus years of gaming. I still remember the day that my brother, Neo Mental, and I brought home the VHS tape that we paid $25 from, from Gary the Scumbag at Dragon's Den, because he went to E3, and we watched Meryl and him back-to-back when they showed them back-to-back shooting the guns and the rounds hitting the floor. We watched it so much. First of all, it's giving me goosebumps talking about it, but second of all, we wore that tape out. Do well, does gaming have a place for these two ancient franchises, Clowns? Clowns, are you there, brother? Oh, he's not there. Does anybody want to pick up this question? I mean, I would say, yeah, it has a place. You're goddamn right, it does. Um, but it, the more we hear about where Konami is. And they they want to license all these things. Like, can can Microsoft or Sony just like pick them up outright? Who Is pick up our, Konami or buy the yeah. buy the IPs? Pick up Konami in general. I mean, yeah, they, I don't they, think they would want to because their 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 businesses. You know, their their business is pachinko machines and uh, exercise clubs. You know what I'm saying? So that, basically, that, they're they're on the Sega model. They, well, they, they, they've uh, they, I don't think Sega's even close to what they're doing. I mean, they have been this way for a while. I think all the I think right now they tried to get. We, we have heard and and the story popped up last week, not this week that just passed, the prior week that Konami wants out of the gaming business and they declined comment on it. And I think that that's when you started hearing about all of these different IPs being licensed out or, in, in your words, pimped out to other developers. Konami cannot no longer continue to pour money out. They, they can't make games anymore. The, I put it this way. The, the, did anyone play the last uh, Contra uh, Hardcores? I yeah. bought it, and it was the w- biggest piece of garbage I've ever played. I can't. I tried to get a refund, and Microsoft said no dice. <laughs> um, it was but, awful. Um, but, but but boom. So but this is what I mean. Is it possible that they could spin off their gaming division? Because here's what I'm afraid of, right? And I brought up Sega for a reason. Sonic was in in my in my heyday, right? Sonic was my favorite gaming franchise while Sega was still making systems. Well, you're right? talking about the you're talking about the AM two days, though. Yeah, and, 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 that's a that's a long time removed but, from those but, days. But the, the the thing is, though, like even up to the days of the Dreamcast, right? It the thing is. If they are just going to license these IPs out to the highest bidder, I don't think they're going to have anybody making these games. And the reason Sonic isn't – Sonic was head-to-head with Mario at one time. Yes. Right? The same way Silent Hill was mentioned in the same conversation as Resident Evil. Right? And I'm just – I'm 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 nervous that we're gonna see Metal Gear and Silent Hill and and Castlevania and all of these things that we all came up on. I think we're gonna see them. They're not gonna look the same. 
You know what I mean? You know when you had a, the girl in high school that you used to have a crush on, but life didn't go as well for her as it went for you, and then you see them later on, and you're like, "Woo!" That's the bullet there. I don't want to see that happen with with some of my favorite IPs. And, yeah, and but you I know what? There is. And I, and I, I want a, a, whether it's Sony or Microsoft, buy it all and treat the IPs the way they should. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I see what you say. You make a lot of sense. I, I, look, I, I'll put it to this way. I don't necessarily think it's to the highest bidder. So I don't think that Joe and Bob's development house that's <laughs> made in someone's backyard or basement is going to make the next Castlevania game. And you're like, oh, my life is over because this Castlevania game is now an origami folding a thing game. I, I've seen some crazy Sonic games. That's all I, I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know. But I, I don't necessarily think that is going to happen. I, I think <laughs> what you're going to see is that someone that wants to do this. Like, I, I, I think you, you're going to see someone pick up the Castlevania IP that wants to actually do a spiritual successor to Symphony of the Night. You're not going to get somebody that's going to, yeah, oh, yeah, this is a good idea. I'll put, I, I, I put a couple of bucks behind this thing and see and, and throw it against the wall and see what sticks. I, I don't mm. think you're going to get that. Metal Gear, I said Metal Gear Solid, is being done by Bluepoint, and they're going to do it incredible. Look what they just did yeah. with uh, the PS5 launch game, um, Demon Souls. Demon Souls, yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. I, I have complete faith in, in, in Bluepoint, and I think what they're going to do is incredible. Castlevania, do, do, do I want to see a 3D Castlevania? Well, I honestly don't know. I, I'm, I'm an old school cat. I would love to see a, a, a successor to Symphony tonight. Are we ever going to get it? I don't know. But, Cyber, let's, let's get you in on the conversation. Sure. These are two older IPs. And depending on what your age, you may not even know what the hell we're talking about because they are old and they have. It's been a long time since we've had good ones. What are your thoughts? Do, does a Metal Gear and a, a Castlevania have a place in 2021 in gaming? Uh, absolutely, and I think anyone can uh, testify to that just by the Resident Evil, you know, the remakes that they've done, you know, like I mentioned before. But a, a funny story about uh, Metal Gear: the first time I played Metal Gear, I didn't have a, I wasn't uh, able to have a PlayStation Two, but my friend did. He went away on vacation for like a week, and then he let me borrow his PlayStation Two, and I played Metal Gear Solid Two, I believe, the one. And uh, I beat it on a weekend, but I had no memory card. So I had to leave the PS2 on the whole time. <laughs> like, literally, the whole way. I, I used to go to bed, leave it on, like, pause, leave it on, turn it off, wake up at, like, 6 in the morning to finish playing it. Yeah, man, these are beloved franchises, uh, iconic characters, you know. Uh, they have absolutely, they should absolutely remake this. And kind of like what you said, Bluepoint has made themselves the studio to make these remakes and i think we actually had a discussion one time where in which we talked about um should they keep you know uh reviving these uh older ips or should they you know go ahead and you know try and and create a new ip you know um but blue uh blue point literally they take pride they know exactly what yeah. they're doing i think they show res show enough respect to the ip and what the the franchise uh used to be or is and they know how to transition that to the modern day you know they keep enough of the old uh, of you know what made the franchise great but bringing it to you know modern times and um i think they're 
they're one of the best if not the best at doing that at this point uh metal gear solid man what can we say it it was one of those franchises that you hated it or you loved it you know what i mean yeah. but i think most people really uh appreciated what it brought the whole espionage and, and stealth mechanics that you know kojima brought to it in uh castlevania man that that game if you haven't played a castlevania game i would highly recommend you play it you know it, it's it's absolutely the story is fantastic um even even now like if you play they, they sometimes they even if you are on uh on xbox sometimes they even you know i think <clears throat> you, they had a couple of times that they gave it away with gold yeah the 3d one, one yeah yeah yep. the 3d ones so yeah man i would uh i would love to see it you know anytime we talk about not just game preservation but the way they can bring some of these older titles uh to today's day and age um I- i'm up for it man yeah no i i absolutely agree Let, let's bring in fun speculation mav he, you know according to video game chronicles where i pulled this article from uh, as far as the Castlevania franchise is concerned, they don't have a name attached to the brand as of yet. And it's less clear if this game would be released anytime soon. But we do have confirmation that Konami has, in fact, been shopping their IPs around. Now, obviously, you know, uh, unlike uh, the Bluebird attachment to Silent Hill, the uh, Japan studios for Sony Silent Hill, and of course, Blue Point for Metal Gear Solid, we don't know what the fate of Castlevania holds. Is it going to be 3D? Is it going to be a 2D slash 3D game? Is it going to be, you know, is someone going to pick it up that tried to make one before in its past and it didn't turn out? No one knows at this point. But the question I have for you is, being the gamer that you are, you know, obviously you have several shows now and you write your own material. Does this industry have a place for these two OG franchises? Uh like these guys have said, 100%. They, these are franchises that have a deep history with gaming that have lasted the test of time, uh, and they deserve to stay. Now, the issue here is that Konami is the ones that hold the IPs, right? And they have kind of decided, hey, we don't really like making video games anymore. <laughs> so... Uh, like Ever, Everborn was saying, like, what are they going to do with with their IPs, right? And it, it seems like Konami's right now in this stage of, hey, we're going to just be, like you said, shopping around, shopping them around for the for the highest bidders on on the IPs and who's a good fit, and then see if that works for a while. If that doesn't work, who knows what they'll do with them at that point? But but they need to get stuff going, right? Yeah. With the Silent Hill. They need to get stuff going with Castlevania. They need to get stuff going with Metal Gear um, because these are franchises that a lot of people love. Um, it's called Metroidvania for, yes. for a reason, right? Absolutely. This, this whole genre <laughs> of games that we love that has inspired lots of other genres as well uh, comes from Castlevania, right? Um it's it's a different take on a Japanese style game as well. It's like most people think Japanese games. You're thinking like um, hack and slash games. You're thinking um, action. You're thinking JRPGs and stuff. But th- this is another thing that w- is is from Japan. That is a a big time franchise and genre that's come from there. That it, that needs to stay. So. The last that we've really got as far as new products was like the Lords of Shadow games. 
right? Uh, right. Back in yes. the uh, Which 360. Were both fantastic, dude. Great, great games. Different take on on the franchise, right? Uh, but you know, at least it was doing something with it, and it was adventurous, and it was fun. Um, I think they're going to find a fit for for Castlevania, because the, how many kids grew up playing this game that are now developers that are now at at the publishers trying to make these decisions and, and are going to want a piece of this right they want to put their stamp on it they want to they want to be able to make their mark with castlevania so it, it's going to happen and i'm hoping it happens in a big way um for me uh i i want to see more stuff like lords of shadow i want to see smaller stuff like newer traditional castlevania games come out to game pass and and stuff like that i think it would be amazing so yes it's to that 100 percent, and as well to metal gear uh because since metal gear has left not only have we seen splinter cell disappear we have seen metal gear disappear the this whole spy genre where you know where is it uh we need the stealth action games back um so hopefully somebody uh, steps up and says, hey, we're going to make the next great Metal Gear game. The problem here is, is Metal Gear is so synonymous with one man. Yeah. And it is his his vision, right, is imprinted all over Metal Gear. Um, you can go back and say the same thing with Castlevania, but Castlevania has been around for so much longer, uh, right? So um, Metal Gear is like his vision is imprinted so much in it with the storytelling and the different ideas and different takes and the characters and, and stuff. It's just, it's so hard to recreate what's made some of what's made metal gear special with a different person. Yeah. Right. So that's the only issue there, but it, they got to figure it out. They, they, they got to figure it out. Yeah. And you know what? I hope that they do. I look, like I said, I, I think, I, I think I'm almost positive. Cybernox said this, uh, Bloober team handles ips with class and and love and care like they they only take on ips that they can do justice to and we've seen it time and time again i mean shadow of the colossus is a perfect example now granted a lot of people didn't change much much of the controls which is what that particular game suffered from but the visuals are just ridiculous they're stunning or what they did with Demon Souls is another game. It's just it's just incredible. So what they could do with Metal Gear would be pretty incredible. Real quick though, first of all, I have to thank Rain of the Third Eye. First of all, he became a channel member, and this is the most channel members I've had in a very very long time. So thank you for supporting Double Barrel Gaming. That is ultra kind of you guys. He also though drops an outstanding and absolutely ridiculous. $50 super chat and says your hard work is appropriate boom keep it up brother well thank you dude super appreciate the generosity that you are way too kind and I'm actually glad that you are uh, you are enjoying the content that much that you feel confident to kind of drop that kind of money I mean that that's $50 is a lot of money so thank you for that and listen folks I normally say hello to everybody in the chat for some reason I can't pull up the chat on my second screen so I just want to tell we have over 
325 people here, which is freaking awesome. I want to thank you so much for, for again, I, I normally like to say hello to everybody. It's, it's just my thing. It's my way. I'll get I'll get the chat fixed for the next uh, the next show that I do, which is going to be tomorrow with Zemi at 12 p.m. It's the new episode of Xbox One on One. And uh, listen, thank you so Wait. much. But yes. I just want to throw something out there that I've been thinking about for a while. Sure. You know what I'd like to see with with all of the Xbox studios, and I hope we hear more about this. I just saw some article saying that the coalition helped out three. That's that's, that's, a, that's not even a on, suggestion. That's a confirmed fact. Yeah, they they did right. help out with Halo Infinite. It's, yes. It's, yeah. And yeah. and so if I what I want to see is more collaboration between studios because maybe Bloober is not necessarily you know the best at motion capture or facial mapping or something like that but they know how to tell a story and they know how you're saying they should team up with someone like ninja theory or or whoever whoever in microsoft studios hey let's borrow a few of your developers you've got some facial recognition tech there at ninja theory hey you you're really good at action coalition come help us out you you know unreal engine better than anybody else we're having a problem here help us out if we saw that kind of thing that kind of collaboration and that's what i really hope that matt booty i hope that that is the environment that he's fostering i think that um it obviously all of xbox studios would be a force to be reckoned with because it's it's everyone together but also the bloober team could take on bigger things because they could focus on what they are amazing at which is narrative uh stories and uh you know mood style experiences horror experiences yeah. so so that if, if that's the case then yes and i didn't because i felt like i was like crapping all over bloober team it's just like you know you gotta you gotta know what you're good at <laughs> but anyway yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely, absolutely. Real quick, our brother Tempest Sun, who took the night off, he has been working seven days a week, and he needed some R and R, so he will be back next week. We miss you, Tempest. He drops an outstanding five dollars of chance. He's taking the night off, but wanted to stop by and show some love. Have an awesome rest of the show, guys. Well, Tempest, thank you. Hopefully, you're not listening to it now. You're relaxing, probably, hopefully, playing games, and then while Tempest. you're working tomorrow, you could listen to this show. But uh, let's uh, let's let's get crispy bomb that I. I'll get middle-aged gamer guy in on the conversation. Crispy, look, uh, Castlevania and, of course, Metal Gear Solid are two names synonymous with gaming. Now, most people will remember them from the NES days and, of course, from the PlayStation 1 and Super NES days. They ha- Both of them haven't fared well in the, in the past couple of years. But, again, Konami is no longer a part of the development. Thank God for that because they gave up on making games when they, t- when they started making pachinko machines and, and, and health clubs instead of actually games. Uh, so w- they're shopping it around. Right, we have that confirmed. They are shopping it around. Does these two long in the tooth IPs have a place in gaming in 2021 and beyond? Absolutely. And I just want to say when Konami becomes Konami Holdings Corporation. Yeah. Is a Japanese entertainment and gambling conglomerate. Yes. It produces and distributes Trading cards, anime. I, I don't even know how to say the next word. Slot machines, pachinko machines, and arcade cabinets. And is video game developer. 
and publisher, Konami has casinos around the world and operates health and physical fitness clubs across Japan. Think about that. They, they, <laughs> we've we've already heard many times that they are very into purchasing, you know, it, it just just anything they possibly can. But the problem is is that they've made money off these IPs for years and now they're not making it anymore. So then yep. you go and you go and look at Metal Gear. I mean, Metal Gear was originally created by Hideo Kojima and the first game Metal Gear was released in 1987. That's when I was born. Okay? That's when I was born. I am 33 years old, people. Think about that. So, for for him not to be involved in any Metal Gear as of 2018, which is the last one that was released, that's that's pretty crazy. Like it, it was like two to three years before that that he left. He was done. Okay. On top of that, you have an organizational restructure effective February 1st, 2021. We are dissolving production divisions to respond to the rapid market surrounds us. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, no, I mean, again. They're going to release these IPs to whoever is going to make them. And the one thing that Sony has over Xbox is Sony has helped develop some of these games over the years. Because Sony's been in the business not long after Sega died, okay? Sega died in the Saturn age, and that's when PlayStation 1 came out. That's when it died. Don't forget the Dreamcast, my brother. Yeah, The Dreamcast Dreamcast was a great console. The problem is is it had no games. It had none. No, man. Compared to the giganticness that came out with PlayStation 2, it was impossible to compete with. And they shadow dropped everybody and said, oh, GameStop, everybody else, oh, here's a console all of a sudden. And they're like, what? I, 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 I would just push back a little bit, and this is not the, the reminisce on Dreamcast days, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but I think that I, the the problem with Dreamcast wasn't lack of games. It was Sega's horrible mismanagement and their... It started uh, with the Saturn. To, I was a Saturn day one... Was, was trash. Like, no, had, but, but it started with Saturn. You went from CD, which ported all of these great Genesis games and made them look better. And then you had a game like Virtual Fighter, which made it even better because it was a 3D environment. And then you go and you say, okay, here's the Saturn and here's zero games. Keep in mind, I lived literally down the street from a Blockbuster. I could walk five minutes and I can go and sit at Blockbuster all day. And I watched PlayStation just grow and grow and grow. And I watched Sega just stay the same. And I'm like, well, what's going on here? I love Sega. I loved them. But 
what are you doing? And, and and I feel like Konami is just like sitting there like, well, our games are getting the reception. We need to make money. So why not just, we're going to go into something else. And, and that's what I feel like they're doing right now. I mean, as of February 1st. Yeah, they are they doing have, the restructuring. It is. They, they it, are, and they're done with the visions of their gaming development. I'm they, sorry. Yeah, they're well, done. you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, Crispy. That's actually a fantastic point because that, that does lead to the them wanting to getting out of the gaming business. They are doing and, the restructuring. And they might not sell yeah. the IPs. They might make, make uh, licenses and everything else off the IPs. They're down for that, but I don't think they're going to be developing games anytime soon. I'm just no, saying. I, 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 I'm, I'm, you know what? We're, we're all definitely better for that. Let, let's get uh, 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 Mav, did I get your opinion on this yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, okay. Uh, let me get a, a middle-aged gamer guy. Uh, Mag, listen, uh, obviously, I didn't have it in the show notes. I had forgot that uh, they they were doing the restructuring, uh, and they are doing that. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, as of February first, they were they were. It, it appears they're getting out of the gaming business now. I don't know if they're selling off their IPs or just simply licensing them out. But in your opinion, being an old school cat like me, do, yep. do, does uh, Castlevania and, and more so Metal Gear have a place? Uh, in gaming, can they be as relevant as they were back in the days on the PlayStation One? Because if you if you think about it, the two uh, particular games that jump off of the plate for me anyway is PlayStation One, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I beat it in Japanese, beat it in America. Uh, 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 you know when it came out in America, and of mm-hmm. course, same thing for uh, um, uh, the original Metal Gear Solid. Uh, yes. was, I mean, th- those are the two that jump off the plate on the PlayStation 1, do they have a place here in 2021 and beyond? Sure, they do. And I, I, I think what they could do and should do is that they would go two ways about this. Maybe go with some remakes of the original. Now, see, this is a, this is something that I actually wanted to touch upon here, is that this seems to be the blueprint moving forward when trying to move a franchise forward, right? So what they do is that they remake an older game, and then from there they test the waters as to its popularity before, you know what I mean? Like they're just dipping their toe in the pool to see the temp, you know, feel the temperature of the water. And then they gauge from there, whether they're going to invest in actually moving the franchise forward. And I think that that's a really wise, smart move to do, uh, uh, you know, the, the way, a way to go about it. So what they, what they could do. And I like, I love the idea of blue point working on one of these. I mean, that's, they're, they're just incredible. Everything that they've done so far has been nothing short of magnificent. Um, now, let's break down the two games here. You know, I, I can't remember who said it, and I'm sorry, guys, whoever said it, but it was really good point, is that the, the problem with Metal Gear is that it's got Kojima's blueprint. His DNA is in every single pixel of that series, and it just screams his personality. Uh, so... I don't know how you'll be able to recapture that quirkiness or the the strangeness and the uniqueness of those games. I'm not a monster Kojima fan as a person. I think he's a bit of a wacko. Just that's just me. But hey, he's an artist, right? I mean, you know, artists are very flamboyant and that kind of thing. So he's got wild ideas, wild ambitions. Now, so what I think they should do with the Metal Gear is instead of try to reimagine the situation, I would put a very very faithful Resident Evil 2 style remake. Of, of Metal Gear Solid. I think that that would be just fine because then you're not messing with the DNA, I, I'm saying it again, uh, of the game. 
you're not messing with its structure. You're not messing with anything. You're just going to improve upon it. And then, of course, uh, I would imagine you're going to improve the game loop. Now, Castlevania, on the other hand, you could go two ways about it. I believe it was actually fun speculation who said it. Why not release a couple of different kinds? Like, for example, for us old school cats, why not go the platform style like and release it on Game Pass just like they did with uh, what was it? The Streets of uh, Streets of Rage there. Yes. Uh, right on game. the uh, on on Game Pass. Streets of Rage 4 came out. So you do a game of that style budget. Make it good. OK, make it really, really good. Um, especially because it's got the name Castlevania around it. Now, Castlevania not does not only have just a video game aura around it. If you look on Netflix, Castlevania has that anime series, which is fantastic if you haven't seen it. And I don't like anime. It's just not my jab uh, all the time, especially like the really wacky ones. But I got to tell you something. I love that Castlevania anime. I think it's great. So that it's it's got a huge following too, right? So you know, maybe go that Symphony of the Night route with a smaller sort of Game Pass kind of feel to it. Then you go the Lords of Shadow route. It, it, let's say, you know, gauge the popularity of that platformer style. But then, you know, then go into that Lords of Shadow, which I adored both of them. I thought they were great. The second one, not so much. The first one was incredible. Do one like that. Okay. Big budget. And of course, you know, I know it sounds like the Sony trope, right? Third person over the shoulder, uh, you know, action adventure, adult themed video game, that kind of thing. But you know what? It works. And if it's really good and the story's good and it's engrossing and it's engaging, maybe get those Netflix guys on board and maybe get some story ideas, something. Right. And they could do something like that. I think it would be nothing short of magnificent. But the thing is, does it have a place in this world? Yes, it does in two different ways. One, you're going to appease the fans of old. But at the same time, what you could do is that reimagine the situation and push the franchise forward, because a lot of the people who would be playing these games besides us old old buggers, OK, is those kids who don't know what Castlevania is and they don't know what Metal Gear Solid is. You know, this goes back to even what we talked about in the first subject. Uh, you know, the first topic of this evening. A lot of these games, these kids don't even know about. Silent Hill, 20 years ago. Some of the kids that work for me are 17. They have no idea about that. It's three years before they were born, right? So they, they, they need to, you know, learn new experiences and see the new experiences in these new games. That's what I see. So you could do it in so many different ways, but whoever's doing it and however they're doing it, just to wrap this all up, I'm super excited to see what they're going to do with it. I just want quality that's all i'm asking for are we still there yeah i think boom's on mute oh I see the mute icon on. i must have scared him i'm sorry boom oh <laughs> did we lose boom mr mr boomstick what are okay so you? i'll just i'll just talk for him fantastic points Meg. fantastic points <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey Meg, i think what you yeah said. you know what i i hit you on two different locations one on the pewter and one on my mic not good not good for the, the uh, for the uh he's the got a rig now he doesn't know what to do with that's it. why I, I never mute myself because i always forget to unmute. dude it's the craziest thing i'm trying to read stupid hats i'm trying to get the uh, put the new gameplay going it, it, there's a lot there's a lot to you know i thought my whole spiel was on mute no, no, so no, I'm no, looking, no, I'm no, looking no, at the no. screen going, did nobody hear what I just said? Yeah, and no, I'm no. like, you, oh, no, you, you weren't on cool. mute. I, I was on mute. But <laughs> listen, let, let, let's get Clown's final point on this so we can get to the topic of Conquer and Obsidian Games potentially making a new Conquer, which would be ridiculous. Because I know that uh, Crispy Bomb saw that and he was like, I got to jump on just to talk about that. Clowns, you, you heard everyone's opinion. 
does is there a place for Castlevania and uh, Metal Gear Solid? Do you want to see those two games come to these next gen consoles? You know, uh, as far as Castlevania, absolutely. I want to see that series to continue going on. That's a series that I remember from my childhood on the uh, Nintendo. I used to play Castlevania a lot. Now, with Metal Gear, I wasn't a huge fan of the series. However, I will say that I still think that there's some value in the series, even without Kojima. What Konami could do, they could license out a story for somebody to create where it's the final Metal Gear and the main character was his name Snake, I believe. Snake dies and goes out with a bang and saves Oof, the world or something. That would kill a lot of people, man. I, yeah, you know, I, I hear but what you're saying. That it makes would sense. Sell. That would definitely sell. Absolutely. And then you know what they could do after that? Then they could start licensing the IP for movies or TV shows, kind of like what Castlevania did. I mean, yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, obviously, there's still this rumors of of Metal Gear uh, movie potentially coming out. Obviously, we've seen gaming uh, gaming starting to get into film, especially in anime. The Castlevania anime is dope. Uh, but I, I do want to move on to, and again, again, we 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 may go in a little bit of overtime here, folks. So if, hang around if you really want to hear about Obsidian Games potentially uh, coming to us uh, from Obs- uh, you know. Uh, so obsidian making uh, a conquer. Let, let's get to topic number three. Now, look, let, 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 let's slow let's slow things down a little bit and get to, and get all of these show notes out for everyone's uh, ears to hear. Uh, with the Xbox hard at work on new franchises from now their twenty three Xbox Game Studios, it's the classic IPs like Perfect Dark by the Initiative and Fable by Playground Games that have sparked interest. In older IPs. Now, the one that I want, obviously, and I'm going to keep banging this drum until Phil calls me up and tells me that it's happening, is a new Banjo-Kazooie. More specifically, I don't care who does it. I just want a new Banjo. Now, I would love for either Playful Corp, makers of Lucky's Tale, or ukulele developers play Tonic Games that have been rumored to be purchased by Microsoft be the ones to re do the series. I don't care if it's a reboot or just make the original one. Though today we're going to be talking about Rares, Conquer. And obviously Conquer, uh, the, the last release was, well, the first release was way back on the N64 in 2001. And then Conquer Live and Reloaded came out for the OG Xbox in 2005. Now, with this particular topic, it doesn't come from any big or small gaming websites. In fact, it was because of Idle Sloth of Twitter uh, his uh, that he posted a speculation new Conquer game in the works by Obsidian and Brandon Adler. Now, he was talking on Twitter about, a, about Twitter user Alvaro Extras one who said... Uh, and he's 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 uh, I believe he's a Spanish podcaster. So I had this translated through Google. And first of all, uh, he says this. First of all, thanks and recognition and credits to my friend Nil Ogre uh, for putting focus on and opening my eyes to investigate this in the first place. The visit of the boys from Obsidian to the offices of Rare is something relatively normal within colleagues from the same company, but everything can begin here. 
I remember that the I, the IP of Conquer is owned by Rare LTD. Now, according to Idle Sloth, Alvaro has a good track record and even pieced together the Silent Hill and Bluebird collaboration one week before it started making headlines. Now, I know for a fact that there are people in the chat right now that are saying, boom, why do we want a new Conquer? I want new IPs. But I'll say this. If you don't have a past, you don't have a future. And quite frankly, I absolutely think that just based on Obsidian's work with South Park, they know how to do gaming, not make it nasty, but make it interesting, kind of slapstick fun, and still handle an IP with class and position, uh, um, posi- uh, position. Class, no doubt about that. Crispy, I want to go to you first because I have to get a a drink of water. Uh, You wanted to jump on the podcast for this particular uh, topic. First of all, Conquer is one of those IPs that I think could come back. I think he has a place, and I think that if Obsidian had the manpower, and quite frankly, they are working on a lot, but they do have, I think it's almost a three or four teams there, would you want to see a new Conquer done by the boys at Obsidian? Oh my God, I would. Um, it, you know, the funny thing is, is that, we have to understand that Obsidian has done all kinds of games. I mean, the Stick of Truth, although it being a totally a game that I would not play because it's it's very you know RPG based and you know you 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 do your your damage and then you know you have to give time for the CPU to do damage. Not that my type of game. But my God, the narrative was absolutely hilarious. It was so crazy at times that I would just sit and watch my ex-girlfriend play that. And and I'm just like... It was one of my favorite games uh, uh, during the 360 generation because it saw a release on the 360 and uh, on the Xbox One. But how... like, Like, especially, like, because it was more recently released i was like how is this even possible that they're allowing this to be said (laughs) and that's where i go back and i say conquer back then was exactly that and also a lot of people forget it had a really good multiplayer because it was on n64 yeah and you could play with four people and you could play as a like like a lot of the times i'd play as the, the the skeleton you know what I mean? And, and I just run around and you, you chop their heads <laughs> off. You, you blast them in the face. And he would say all kind of witty, like, like ridiculous things. And I'm just like, I'm like, this. I love this game. Like, I loved it. I love playing through the whole campaign. That's what we call it because that game was ahead of the time. It had multiplayer installed into it and it had campaign installed to it. And you you had two different realms, but at the same time, the humor was just incredible. And I feel like, although Obsidian, I mean, how how much, how, how far can you be stretched as a developer? That's a great question, point? dude. I don't know. I mean, I mean, 
if you're if you're making New Vegas two, which New Vegas, that's what I loved about it. It still had that that dark humor that you know some of us older guys. I mean, if you're thirty <laughs> plus, you know what I'm talking about. You, you've had that dark humor for out throughout your lives. Even in the, Goldeneye, you had dark humor in there that if you didn't pick up on it, you didn't understand what I'm talking about. But if you did, you get it. And, you know, Rare has always had that dark humor, but it's almost Disney-esque. It's like, oh, Disney, Disney can throw, uh, you know, this, this great, like, you know, young child movie out there. And then all of a sudden adults would be like, yeah, well, you didn't catch that young one. <laughs> You know what I mean? You didn't catch that. And 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 that's what I feel like Obsidian does with a lot of their games. Now you go to South Park, you say South Park is South Park, but they they really held it back. I mean, if you watch South Park to this day, especially in the new they, they hit all kinds of crazy narratives. And they did it well, and they they also didn't piss anybody off with the stick of truth. So you go and take a, a conquer, and I'm like, man, who better than Obsidian to do it? But at the same time, I'm like, how many games y'all working on? You know what I mean? And I'm like, but what do we have in store? I mean, how many people are actually in that de development studio at this point? We don't even know. They haven't announced stuff in a while. They haven't been asking for nobody. I, I, I truly believe at this point, Obsidian's, at the point where people just congregate and just be like, I want to be a part of this. And if they have as many deaths, as I think, I think over a thousand, I think, I think they're up there with the coalition and three, four, three at this point. I really do because their clout, what well, they, they've been hired, they've been hiring a lot at obsidian. Uh, and, and for, for, I think for good reason, because they do have a lot of, a lot of games in development. I think, uh, I think obsidian is basically, Microsoft's Insomniac, right? I would, I would, I would, I would definitely agree with that one hundred percent. I think that they could definitely be comparable to one another for sure. And if if avowed is what we all think it's going to be, and we, yeah, that, that's it. Stratosphere. They they're up there with the coalition in three four three at that point. I'm, I'm talking about as like you know big wigs in in Microsoft Studios, Microsoft Games or Xbox Game Studios. I um. Sorry, I was just, I just had to put that in there because I agree with Crispy. It's like how I said this in the in in the in the DM before. Like, how many teams do they have? Right. I think, I think that they have four. I think they have four teams. But and and they're just spitting out like whatever they do is. Have they released a bad game? No, they have not. I mean, grounded is still being played. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, and it doesn't have to be like for everyone. But it's still high quality. Alpha Protocol is a cult classic, but it didn't live up to people's yeah, expectations yeah. at the time, right? Zemi Games loves that. He wants a new Alpha Protocol. <laughs> I do too. I, I mean, dude, I, if if Microsoft was to get the IP to that, and they bought Sega, I think holds it. You know, and they have Obsidian with that budget. That was the problem with that game. I think. Yeah, you definitely are. Yeah. Uh, and boom, you you got a. I think you got like a a, a big super chat. There. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to get the super chats. Yeah, yeah I, I, I to answer that question. So when it comes up, I'll I'll jump back in because I. 
Yeah, let me, uh, you know, Crispy, let me just grab some of these Super Chats. First of all, Michael Cullick has been extremely generous this evening. Uh, he drops a $5 Super Chat, says, Main reason for Dreamcast demise was due to the fact that PS2 was the cheapest DVD player in the market at the time. I still have my Dreamcast. I have two. I have the Japanese one, I have the American one, and I have nearly 100 games. Can I interject real quick? Dreamcast yes. Had had major flaws in their development and also, they had major flaws in, in in the fact that they you could literally rip the game. Yeah, yeah, yep. You 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 could rip it without even having to buy the game. You could put a yeah. copy in there. Yep. That's that's because they were using uh, Windows CE. Yeah. Yes, because actually Windows CE at the time was actually hard to develop for. Also, a lot of people don't realize that, but oh. they use they use they use the the infrastructure of Windows. That's why Sega still has a great, great partnership with Microsoft. Clearly, we've seen it. So, you know, it's just like Bethesda. Like, dude, like I'm waiting for them to buy Sega. That's that's the way I feel because they're not going to let those IPs die. No, they won't. We definitely got to we got to bring that up in another show where we can spend an hour talking about that because yeah, that's we're not going to have this Dreamcast slam there crispy. <laughs> <laughs> we we do that tonight. Yeah. I had the Saturn and I already knew it was going to die. I already knew second and it did. So Dreamcast was my one of my favorite consoles. My, my favorite console of all time. Yeah, definitely. Uh Michael Cullick drops another five hours of chances. Main reason for Oh no, wait a second. That was that it. Yeah. He actually oh well, he put the, the super chat in there twice. Well, thanks so much Michael. And I think you had another one, a big yeah, one. He has another here. one. Yeah. Yeah, let me see if I could find it. Okay, here it is right here. Um, he drops a wow, dude, a $20 super chat. He said, Obsidian would be an interesting choice, much like Playground with Fable. However, I question the demand for Conquer compared to Banjo. Makes me wonder why Microsoft would prioritize Conquer over the Baron Bird. Still uh, still down, though. You know what's that's funny? The one, that's the one I wanted to. Go, go ahead, but that's the one I wanted to. No, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that, they, listen, I, I think they know how important Banjo Kazooie is. I think that there's a reason why Banjo Kazooie showed up in uh, a Smash Brothers Ultimate. I think that there's a reason why, uh, I, I, again, this is just my opinion. I think that a Banjo Kazooie. Uh, could potentially land not only on the Xbox, but I can actually see that landing on the Nintendo product as well. It's coming to the Switch, uh, and, and, and you know, published by Microsoft or even published by uh, by Nintendo for that version. I think that's coming. I think that we're going to get an announcement this year. But I, I like the I like the idea of bringing back Conquer. He is an edgy character. Platformers are something that are coming back in a big way. Uh, Psychonauts 2 is going to be out this year. Hopefully, I think in May, we're going to see that release. Um, and uh, I, I'm very excited for a new Conquer. But Mav, let, let me grab your opinion on this. Listen, Obsidian is a studio, and, and I'm not sure who said it. That can be like they like to, they, they, I think it was um, Everborn Saga that says that they are Microsoft's. Um, insomniac games and i think that is i think that is spot on i think that they are a developer that's just going to keep releasing bomb after bomb after bomb and it's going to be a hit after hit after hit with the two teams meeting up and again they meet all the time but like i said th th this gentleman on twitter who i just found out who he he, he is uh, an insider so to speak and he has dropped some knowledge before him bringing this up is he said he said it uh, one of his other tweets. I don't do this for trying to get clicks. He 
He did it because he loves the character and he would love to see it come back. Would that be a match made in heaven to have the quality of Obsidian bring back an OG character like Conquer? The same way that they were able to handle South Park. Oh, I, absolutely. I mean, Obsidian can do all things. <laughs> I they, mean, they're they, just they, yeah. an amazingly talented studio. I mean, they, they go back to uh, Neverwinter Nights, to you know, and um, they go to... Uh, the Pillars of Eternity, the Fallout, uh, New Vegas, uh, then uh, the working on Avowed, and you had uh, Outer Worlds. I mean, uh, Alpha Protocol. Uh, you can just run down a list of stuff uh, that I Obsidian has been working on in the past, and uh, South Park, like you said. I mean, uh, what they touch is usually quality, and they can handle multiple properties. Such uh, same thing with a lot of these new studios that xbox has been acquiring they haven't just been acquiring like one studio teams here they've been acquiring massive development uh partners that can make multiple things at once uh you've seen what they've done with grounded with a small team right um and that's still ongoing and growing that was so, made by a handful of people by the way yes yeah so yeah they can absolutely tackle something like this uh it I think they would. It would be a, a different um, genre for them, um, but that would be good to see. Um, going, I went down this rabbit hole of out the uh, the Twitter guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it is like interesting stuff. I mean, you can go go on there. I had to translate the tweets and everything. Yeah, but that's I mean, what it's I did like, as well. Yes. Yeah, it, it's just like leads down this rabbit hole of different potential clues and everything like that. And, and it's really but he interesting seems like stuff. he's on to something. Though, yeah, I, he... I agree. It, it, it does. And there's nothing in there that's like far fetched, right? Um, but like uh, you guys were saying, or like uh, like the super chat was saying, it, it, you know, conquer before. Uh, banjo that would be the only you know uh, i think this would happen only if banjo is also happening right so yeah we'll, we'll see i i think there's more to it he also alluded in if you go down the rabbit hole of his tweets where he he goes back to the e3 2018 uh thing about rare replay in the trailer uh there was also some hints about um different there's some different games that was on the screen and all of those games we've gotten so far announced to be either remakes or, or whatever. And, hey, Conquer is there. And also Banjo. So, well, we'll see what, what's going to be happening. I think if Banjo it comes out, it's actually going to be Rare. I think oh. that Rare themselves will be working on Banjo. I don't think it'll go to another team. But we'll, we'll see what happens with this, man. I, I would love to see it. Um I think that uh, it's a franchise that people have been wanting for a really long time. Um, and too many of these IPs have fallen by the wayside. I know we all want new stuff. I want new IPs too. But man, when you go back and look at all of these like treasures that a lot of these publishers have, and like you said, we can talk about this with Sega another day, um, but all of these big publishers have all these like dormant IPs that you could have brand new takes on and that for the majority of gamers now haven't even ever experienced. So it would be a new experience. And I think Conquer for a lot of people would be that. Um, a Biomutant, you could say, maybe looks like it takes some inspiration from uh, yes. uh, from Conquer. 
Yeah. Uh, but I, I want to see I want to see that uh, and selfishly because of Game Pass, I get excited when there's any possibility of another game announced. Uh, so I definitely think this would be a good thing and a, and it's a big possibility. Yeah, I mean, I get, again, take everything with a grain of salt. The guy is an insider. Has he gotten stuff wrong? I'm not sure. I actually just learned of him through you know reading the you know get, get again diving headfirst down this rabbit hole but i like the idea of a new conquer uh everborn let's bring you into the conversation and we'll get middle-aged gamer guy close out the show and i'm clowns as well everborn what do you what are your takes on uh, of obsidian taking on you know they're doing a vow right they're doing uh they're doing uh, you know they're, they're working on a ground the ground is going to continue to be uh you know uh taken care of they're potentially again rumored to be bringing back fallout new vegas too right and now you turn around and you say, wow, that's so different. There's so many different genres. And then you throw Conquer into the mix. Can they pull it off? Um, Obsidian? Absolutely. What, like, I, I wouldn't even, them doing it, I think, is the thing that makes it, makes it succeed. I, and and to, to the, the question from Mike from the Super Chat, I think it doesn't have to be an either or. It, 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 it could definitely be a both and. Right. I think that you could be working on uh, uh, sort of a conquerors kind of game that's a little more edgy, more of the sort of teen or 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 adult style. And and then um, you could have Banjo be, you know, the 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 one that's even more uh, kid friendly. Right. So I, I think you can do both. I think they are doing both. And if it is Obsidian doing it. I'm here for it because I think we're going to get something that is very special coming out of Obsidian. I think it's going to be something that we didn't expect. I think that they could bring back that character in that game in a way that, like, even if you look at, like, uh, some of the humor in Outer Worlds, right? Like, it, I don't know. I, I, I have a lot of faith in them um, bringing, bringing out um, Conquerors. And, and, what I do want to see, though, and because I, I always come back to the, you know, what if they do buy Sega, right? It, who would you guys have do a Sonic game? Like, what if? What, I, I, I would. I'd like to see Rare take on a Sonic game personally. That's just me. I, I, I yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. Um, but yeah, I mean, long story short, I think. Um, I think if this is happening and 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 Obsidian is doing it, like uh, hold on to your butts, it's going to be something good. Yeah, no, absolutely, Mag. Let's let's bring you into the conversation. And before we bring you into the conversation, Michael mm-hmm. Culloch, my God, your generosity is just not to be believed. He drops another five dollars of chances. Not sure if it would be smart for MS to let Banjo be released on the Switch would bring up the whole argument of first, Xbox first parties IPs being multi-plat. Yeah, for that particular one, I would be willing to butch because obviously, you know, Banjo found life on Nintendo. Banjo Kazooie is currently on a Nintendo console in, of course, Switch. So I would be, I'd be willing to bend the knee for that. Releasing um, ports on Switch doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess. Switch. That's the same thing as releasing it on the PC. In my head, 
that's the connection I make. I mean, I mean I, I, and you know, something you're you're onto something with that. But Mag, let, let's get your opinion on this. Obsidian yes, is a is a studio that seems that they could do no wrong. Now, obviously, if you take on too much, there is potential for failure. There's no doubt about it. You cut yourself too thin, then uh, then you're gonna obviously run into problems. But with this Spanish YouTuber and uh, p- personality on Twitter who uh, who uh, who has known to drop some uh, some hot information off the presses before and of course Mav brought it up if you if you read a lot of the where he was going with this it, it's not like you know what if it seems like he knows what he's talking about it's just too precise the information would you personally would love to see an obsidian made conquer game yes and let me tell you something my personal feelings about obsidian Obsidian and Ninja Theory, in my opinion, but this is before Bethesda, uh, but I would think that Obsidian and Ninja Theory were tied for first place as the best acquisitions they've made to date. Um, Like I said, we'll see what Bethesda does as they go down the road. But, I mean, Obsidian, as you guys have all said, I mean, I don't have to keep repeating it, they they basically do no wrong. And I think that they would be great to do this. Now, however, you got to be a little bit careful here. Um, they got to dance a fine line. I think Crispy was talking about this a little bit earlier. You got to dance the Disney line. And what I'm saying by that is make it accessible, but at the same time, have those tips of the cap and a little wink, wink to all the older players out there. Maybe some inappropriate jokes and stuff like that to keep things kind of funny, uh, keep things moving forward, but still keep it kid friendly so that you open up the market. And then, of course, why do they need this? They need it for Game Pass because let's face it, they need uh, they they need the product in there, okay? Yeah. They need to fill Game Pass with new IPs, old IPs, whatever. Just new games. They got to put more and more. Well, uh, Phil Phil said it, uh, Mag, that he yep. wants a portfolio that there's something in there for everyone, and I think right. that's what that that's what their ultimate goal for Game Pass is going to be. Right. So, like I said, dance. You know, you have to keep putting in all that all that product in there. Now, that being said, again, like I said, dance the Disney line. So. You'd be able to have all those old Conquer jokes from old. And I was just checking out, actually, just a few days ago, I was checking out that Live and, what was it called? Live and Reloaded? Yeah. I can't remember, I can't remember if it was Live and Reloaded or something and Reloaded. Yeah, Conquer Live and Reloaded. Yep. Live and Reloaded. Okay, I just wasn't sure. I am getting old. So anyways, I, I was checking it out. <laughs> and you know what? It's great. But, you know, at the same time, my kids would love it. Okay? And any other jokes that, you know, maybe some jokes that might be slightly inappropriate, a little bit off color, it's going to go right over the head. Because you know what they're seeing? They're basically seeing Super Lucky's tail. Pretty much, okay. yeah. You know what I mean? He's got the same look, the same vibe. Now, it also I also sort of wonder, like, they made that Super Lucky's tail. Are they going to bother making something so similar? Sure, why not? Because they need content in that Game Pass. And, you, you know, you rebrand it, you remarket it, you do whatever. And I think it would work just fine. Now, the fact that Obsidian is going to do it, you're not getting South Park. Okay? Right. Get that out right. Of your head. Yeah. You know what I mean? South Park, the way that South Park is written, the way it's presented, the way, uh, you know, the entire, you know, narrative and story around South Park, you're not getting that in a Conquer game. I'm sorry. If that's what you're looking for, you're not going to get that, uh, especially in, in terms of the dark humor and and especially some of the gross out jokes and stuff in the, in the, those games. So what do you do by all this? It's a win-win. It's a win-win because, like I said, you get the younger generation in on it. Like I said, my kids will adore it. They'll love it. And at the same time, you're going to get the nostalgia addicts in there. They're going to jump all over because they want to see what they've done with their beloved franchise. And then there's a third party in there saying, well, I, I don't have like any experience with this whatsoever. What's this new game? Let me check it out. So it's a win-win. Not a win-win. It's a win-win-win. Yeah. So, you know, but the thing is, 
again, it was brought up again, just food for thought. doesn't have to be answered. But the food for thought is how much could Obsidian handle right now? They got a lot on their plate. They do. Who the hell knows what's going on? Because you know it's going to be all hands on deck, okay? When Especially if you got uh, Fallout New Vegas 2, and then you've got a Vowed coming. And you know a Vowed is going to be almost, in, if you can believe it, it's going to be in competition with themselves because they're going to have Elder Scrolls 6 coming out. Yeah, yeah so pretty much. have rival companies, not rival, but like they're going to be having sort of like an in-house rivalry with each other. Obviously not in a serious like, you know, tone, but they're going to be like, hey, they're going to try and one-up each other with their games. Who's gonna Who's gonna be, have the, you know? Who's gonna uh, puff out their chest and beat their chest, and who has got the better title? They're gonna be working on this internally, so they're gonna be all hands on deck with Avowed. You've got Bethesda all on hands with Elder Scrolls Six. I don't know if they're gonna have time for all this. The only one that I can think of that can work on any of these things, especially with, even with Banjo Kazooie, is Rare. And I know Rare is working on that. Uh, oh my goodness, the name just literally uh, uh, Everwild. Everwild slipped right out. I was about to say Everborn, but no, he's sitting right there looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Everwild. So they're working on that. That's probably still at least a year away. Okay. So when the hell are they going to start this? So I don't know. I mean, it could be 2023, 2024. I'm not going to have a candle lit in my window waiting for this. If it's going to be that far out, I'll just be like, all right, when it comes, it comes. But either way, I think, it, like I said, it's a win-win and a win. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And clowns, before I get to you for the final point of the night, Everborn, you'll be happy to know this. Victor Alistine in the chat says, Everborn, I think Moon Studios would be great to make a Sonic game. Yes, sir. Indeed, they would. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good one, Victor. A good one on that. And, of course, real quick, Michael Cullick. My God, dude. Uh, the generosity has just been unbelievable. Thank you so much. I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I, everyone super chats. Thank you so much for being so generous. I, I don't think I deserve it, but I definitely appreciate it for sure. He says, personally, after dropping an additional $10, which has says, personally, I feel Banjo is too far, too valuable to, uh, uh, to not keep exclusive. I agree with you. Establishing a premier 3D platformer like Banjo would fill in one of the major gaps in their portfolio. Indeed. And, and you know something? I, th- I You're onto something with that. I, I would love to see the bird and bear make a return. And yes, it should stay exclusive for Xbox. But uh, clowns, let's get your opinion on this and we'll close out this. Do outros and thank everybody for being here. What are your thoughts on Conquer coming back and Obsidian making it? Is it a possibility, and do you want to see that happen? I do think it's a possibility. We saw Phil bring back Voodoo Vince, right? So I have no doubt that there's games like Conquer that that Phil and Team Xbox probably loves and always have wanted to see a reboot of. Uh, it's such, you know, the character itself is so memorable, Conquer, and I think the Obsidian is a great studio to do this, and I'll tell you why. The reason for that is because they're so diverse in the types of games that they make. We've seen them make all kinds of games, and it's almost like everything they touch does well yeah, and still sells well. I mean, look at the Outer Worlds, right? That was fantastic. Grounded is like it is like a pet project for them, and that is still going, and they're still developing it. And they, you know, if they could just do it, I mean, I have no doubt whatsoever that they have the talent there. And if they could do grounded with a small team, I can only imagine the kind of platformer they can do with Conquer. It, it would just be fantastic, and they can add in other aspects too and make it unique. Uh, and mix in different styles of gameplay, different mini games. It, you know what? Boom! This if they did this, it would be perfect for Game Pass, and it'd be another reason 
why we should all subscribe to that excellent service and you'd be able to play that anywhere in the cloud. Yeah, and that's a great point. Uh, again, it's it's it, fill fill the need in Game Pass, and once you have all the genres covered, then that fifteen dollars a month. I mean, already it's it's a ridiculous deal. I mean, listen again. I, I don't I don't get a penny for every time I say Xbox Game Pass and Microsoft. They they know who they know who Double Barrel Gaming is, and of course they they have been. You know, I've been working with them. I obviously had Larry Herb on, and hopefully I can get him back for this E3 as well. Um, but, you know, Xbox Game Pass, if you don't have it, and I understand a lot of people like Noof Nukem, who's in the chat, a good friend of the show, good friend of this community, he's not a digital guy. So ga- Xbox Game Pass is just not for him. But if you are someone that appreciates, uh, that can, can live with digital, if, if, and that's becoming the norm, then you cannot not subscribe to Xbox Game Pass. And I think that seeing all of these older IPs come back, you know, we know Fable's coming, we know Perfect Dark is coming, and I don't think they're going to be the last. I think we potentially could get a smaller version of Crimson Skies made. I'd love to see Mech Assault make a comeback. I would love to see Cameo, an Xbox 360 launch title by Rare, make a big comeback. I'd take a reboot. That game was absolutely incredible, but this show was absolutely incredible. And first of all, I want to thank the near 350 people we had here. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us and spending over two hours on your Monday evening to start your week. Of course, I have to say once again, a big thank you to the very generous Super Chats that came in. Honestly, I, there, there, there are no words I have for it. Uh, you know, Obviously, my, my, my Mrs. Boomstick and myself, uh, we do pour a lot of that money's back into um, the the channel by by doing giveaways. We did big. We gave over three thousand dollars worth of prizes, including a PS Five and an Xbox Series X last year. And we're going to at least match that in twenty twenty one. And of course, we do that through the very very uh, um, nice and uh, generous donations through Super Chat through channel membership, through Patreon. So, of course, I want to thank you so much for that. Let's get to the outros. And we'll start with our guests. And we'll start with Mav. Mav, thanks so much for jumping in. Love the energy you bring to the show. Love what you do on your channel. Please tell everyone about your incredible Xbox podcast. More importantly, the new show you launched that is on Sundays now. And where could people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media? It's been awesome being here again, Boom. Uh, thank you so much uh, for thinking of me when you thought of somebody to fill the spot. I super appreciate that, man. Um, so, guys, you can find me on Twitter at Fun Speculation. Uh, also, YouTube, uh, Fun Speculation. Uh, we just hit 400 subs yesterday. Nice, I started the channel back in like July. So, uh, it's been absolute blast doing this. Uh, so, appreciate all the support. Uh, we have the Xbox Ultimate podcast with with my wife Caitlin. We have Pong Soul over yes. there. Um, we got three uh, bit, th- three bit. The VGHD yes. uh, is is on there as well as Assassin Lupa um, is there, and we appreciate uh, everybody who tunes in every Friday night at nine PM Eastern. And like you mentioned, uh, Boom, we also started a new podcast for the channel uh, to talk about more than just games. It's also going to be movies, TV shows, nice. games, and, and more. I go into some comic stuff, Marvel, DC, Star Wars. Who knows what all we're going to be talking about. Uh, yesterday, we talked about WandaVision. We talked about Mortal Kombat movie trailer and lots of fun stuff. So that's, that's fun dope, pop. 
uh, podcast. That's uh, Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern where we have Psychonauts and, uh, and 3-Bit as well, um, who's awesome for the show because he has a lot of um, he has a lot of behind-the-scenes yes. information. Yes, he 100%. certainly does. So uh, it's a, been a blast doing that o- over on our channel, and I hope to see some of you guys there. Yeah, well, th- thanks so much for being here, brother. Super appreciate it, and uh, love to see the, the work that you're doing on your channel. And if I can help promote it, uh, I'm going to do it my damnedest to do it. I love what you guys, and definitely got to get Assassin Lupa. I have heard her on many podcasts. I have, I you know, obviously she follows me. I follow her. I got to get her on the show for sure. But she does a great job on your channel as well. Uh, Crispy Bomb, do me a favor, brother. Tell everyone about the next podcast. What other shows you're guesting on? Because I think you're guesting on one this week. And where could people reach out and strike up a conversation on social media? Let me clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's 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 going to be a great week because Crispy's all over the place as usual. <laughs> and yes, we got Retro Renegades tomorrow night, 7 p.m., right before the biggest Xbox podcast could possibly have. But hey, come check us out. We, we we just talk about whatever the hell we want to. That's what we do. I've never heard we, of that dealer guy before. Who is this RDF <laughs> podcast? <laughs> and then we got the next podcast, Thursday, 8 p.m. Yes, we will be probably bullshitting. Now we got K-Mega with a, a freaking soundboard making all kinds of noises, like, you know, freaking Sonic getting a his coins and all that shit. Like, I don't, I don't know what he's doing with that, but, and then we, we got Friday morning, 10 AM breakfast with boom. And yes, I will be there. Hopefully not hungover, but you never know. <laughs> and then, and then at 9 PM, I will be on the Xbox ultimate podcast with Mav himself and Caitlin and assassin and all all the greatness that is involved with that so check me out crispy bomb on twitter crispy bomb 28 xbox live hit me up yeah well thanks so much for being here brother and yes you got a busy week so de- you got to get some rest for sure uh <laughs> cyber Knox, uh, had to step away uh his the missus is not feeling well uh, i just talked to him on chat uh, privately and he, she's okay so he just had to step away he'll be back next week uh all of his information to follow cyber Knox on twitter and check out and subscribe to his youtube channel are in the show notes so please support my friend there and of course um Next up, Everborn, why don't you tell us about what you got going on? Because you do have a lot going on and definitely want to see your Kickstarter that you're going to be launching in a week or so really hit its stride. And also, where could people reach out to you on social media to check out information on the Everborn Saga? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Everborn Saga on Twitter, EvernbornSaga.com. And everborn saga on xbox and playstation network uh please if you just go to everbornsaga.com there is a link at the top of that website that will take you to the kickstarter sign up page and you just click that button that says notify me on launch we're trying to get to 100 watchers before we launch because it really helps out with the kickstarter algorithm just check it out uh and if you want share it uh, we, we've got an amazing animated trailer, which you can also see right there at everbornsaga.com. 
And you, like I said, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at Everborn Saga. If you're on Facebook and Instagram, it's The Everborn. We're going to switch that over, get all the branding in line soon. But Everborn Saga on Twitter, everbornsaga.com. Check us out. The Kickstarter for Everborn Ariel's Adventure is coming up in just about a week or two. Nice. Very soon. Uh, thanks again, everybody. And uh, Victor from the chat. I am going to check him out, that uh, guy that you mentioned. So. Victor Alistine, yeah. He's a def- friend of the show. Yeah, he's uh, that, was a, that was a great, great point. Uh, but, yeah, we definitely want to see you succeed. Love the work that you're doing at the Everborn Saga, and I think you're on to something for sure. Middle-aged gamer guy, you got a lot going on, as a matter of fact. Why don't you tell everyone about what you're doing sure. in the music business as well mm-hmm. as being – a part of this show, and of course, Newf Newcomb show, which will be coming back in a big way early in March, from what I understand. Yes, sir. And also, where can people reach out and strike up a conversation on social media? Well, you can find me, of course, on Twitter at the Middle Game Guy. That's with a G Y at the end. On the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation Five, you can find me at all one word, all capitals. I am the mag. You can find me there if anybody wants to hit me up or whatever. If you see me playing a single player game, just put I just put the do not disturb sign on. So, you know, but anyways, I'll, I'll come hit me up anytime. Guys, it was a great show as always. Yes, I'm also doing a lot of work with uh, Pulse Music Media. And what we're doing is exploring for uh, a lot of part of 2021. We are going to be exploring gaming, uh, sorry, music in gaming. And uh, a lot of it's going to be original uh, uh, works uh, done by my brother himself. He's a professional musician and a professor at the University of Toronto. And uh, so we're going to be doing a lot of that uh, coming up in the future. We already have one uh, music video up already on Pulse Music Media, where we studied the music of Assassin's Creed, particularly Assassin's Creed 2. Um, anyways, yes, you can find me also here Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with, of course, Mr. Boomstick XL and friends. And uh, March 2nd, yes, uh, Gaming After Dark with Noof Nukem and Titan, Titan Drago will be making its triumphant return. We are going to be bigger. We are going to be badder. We are going to be ruder. We're going to be even louder than we've ever <laughs> been before. So you better be ready, folks. And I just want to throw one more thing out there. By the way, fun speculation, Crispy Bomb. It was an absolute pleasure to be on the show with you guys today. And, of course, the rest of the panel, the chat, you guys are so awesome and supportive. Now, one last thing, and it's not so nice, is that March 6th, I hope everybody tunes in. Okay? I believe I believe it's going to be on Wilmy's channel or Forks or, at, oh, wow, whatever. It's uh, the Gaming Beyond the Box uh, uh, crew there. When I wipe the floor with Mr. Boomstick at the Halo tournament. <laughs> the nerve. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I suck at Halo. I'm just kidding. Boom. I suck. I suck. I'm just I, haven't, I haven't played in a while, but I've been practicing. Uh, but I, I do. I, again, listen. It's going to be fun. Listen, to, yeah, if you don't know what he's talking about, uh, um, Fork Boy Gaming, as well as Wilmy Hood, are putting this uh, podcast halo tournament together and it's some of the biggest podcasting groups out there uh my team uh is uh is of course myself zemi games uh mr Badbit, and luke lore also known as insipid ghost uh, and we're going to try and our first match is of course but double barrel <laughs> gaming versus that's right Nuke nukem's team and uh that's going to be a lot of fun yeah that's it's it, really and, and, and again the, the pride the cash prize is 150 bucks but i don't think any of us really care about the no. money it's no. more so that we're going to be playing uh, and having these games and, and potentially yelling and screaming at each other as we knock Pretty each funny. other out. I cannot wait. That's going to oh, be yeah. great. 
Yeah, it's going to be a good time. So, yes, my team is, of course, Noof Nukem, Titan Drago, myself, and Steel Rain on our side. And, of course, Boom already told you who's on his side. So we are in round one, so it should be a lot of fun. And I hope they keep the chat open for all of us. That'd be a lot. Of, yeah, a well, I, I could tell you this right now. Joe, Mr. Bad Bit, is going to be carrying this team. So, <laughs> Okay, Noof Nukem's carrying my team. He's carrying my dead ass all over well, the Xbox floor. Ultimate will see both of you guys there. Oh, my oh, goodness. I love it. Man. This is great. This is, this, is, this, is, this is what gaming's all about, folks. This is what game you, you have some fun. You laugh. You, you play games with other podcasters, and that's uh, and that's going to be a lot of fun. But, uh, Clowns, let's get you on out of here, brother. Tell everyone about Four Guys with Quarters. You've been doing a lot of interviews on your channel. Where could people check out your YouTube channel, and where could people strike up a conversation on social media? Yeah, thanks, man. So you can find me at uh, Tying Clowns on all social media and 4GWQ Podcast on Twitter. And yes, uh, Four Guys with Quarters, we have some more interviews coming up. We just interviewed Chance Glasgow, a co-founding dev from Infinity Ward wow. and Call of Duty. Um, and uh, this upcoming week, we're going to be interviewing Lauren Carter. She's from she's formerly of Winehead, EA and Codemasters. And she runs her own uh, company now. And the next week, we're interviewing Crypto9095, who has 1.82 million subs, I believe, on YouTube. Yikes. And 132 million views on his hit song, Woo. He is signed to uh, Sony Records as well. So, yeah, we got we got some really big interviews coming up. And then after that, expect something, hopefully an interview with Square Enix. Nice, dude. Wow. You're doing some great work over there, brother. And uh, we definitely love to see you moving the needle forward. Love what you do at Four Guys with Quarters. But ladies and gentlemen, we won't hold you up anymore. The last Super Chat comes in from a good friend of the show. Suicide Kings drops an outstanding $2 Super Chat. Thank you for your generosity, my brother. He says, boom, just keep, do keep doing what you do. Thanks. Well, thank you, brother, for being here and supporting Double Barrel Gaming. And uh, listen, real quick, I have to throw this out there. Dirt 5 comes in the Game Pass, and my God, my God, I'm going to say something that's so taboo that I might get, I may get banned from Xbox. Dirt 5 is so good that I dare say it challenges Forza uh, Horizon 4 in Fun Factor. I have been oh, playing this game. Wow. It is, please, 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 it's going in the Game Pass. Do not sleep on this game. It's one of my biggest surprises of 2020 uh, I, I for some reason it's slow and that's just that that might have been just the way the capture card took it this game is ultra fast but what i love about it because i'm an old old school cat is the cars are so big on the screen it gives me the arcade cabinet feel that you had when you played like sega rally back in the days during the arcade days uh, which don't exist anymore Please try this game and hit me up in the DM and let me know what you think. I, I, I get nothing for it, but it's one of my favorite racing games in the past five years. Easily in the last five years. I love this game, and I think definitely you need to give it a shot. But anyway, I'll close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my father taught me when we were kids. And I think it's more important now than ever. And he said, son, treat others. How you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. Mm -hmm.